you know, a friend of mine I had over here, my buddy Scott was saying he's on a carnivore diet, 100% all meat, no vegetables, no fruit, no nothing. And get this, just all meat, all meat. And I'm like, dude, I would die. And he's like, I would, I thought, you know, I would die, but I feel the best I ever felt my whole life. I'm like, well, dude, I know me, like I'd be hurting. I agree. Cause I mean, you know, we got these canines for a reason and that's for vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, if she harps on me for anything, it's more vegetables. Which, you know, I definitely eat, but you can never have enough. Right. I agree. Vegetables, and, yeah. I, I used to always, like, when I'm counting calories and counting what I'm eating, I'd always be like, vegetables and fruit, too, is like, most of it's, like, free. I don't even count it. Right. I'm like, fuck it. It's barely, I could eat, you know, that's something like Keto would say, the sugar. They're like, well, the sugar from the apple is so bad for you. Well, we'll do whatever the reason. I can eat 10 apples. Like, I feel great and I haven't mm-hmm. gained a pound or anything. Now, if I eat some processed sugar, I'm going to feel bad. I feel it in uh-huh. my mouth and my stomach and my everything. Yeah. It fucking hurts. Yep. Here, get get on in a little more. I want to see a little more. Yeah, I wanted see to more. see where you want this position. Should I shut oh, this door too or no? It doesn't matter. Okay. But I want to make sure I got plenty yeah. of this level. So there, there's no camera. It's all audio. No, it's all like, audio. Yeah, man. fine. So I just don't need and to I worry see. about like blocking anything or whatever. No, no, no. And I definitely, I think, you know, I'm I'm learning a little bit here and there, um, some stuff. But the whole point, like, I mean, I get certain criticism. The one I always get is, you know, I'm not introducing people. Yeah. Everybody, this is Nathan. How am I, how do you? I don't even know how to say your last name. Machieski. Machieski. I was going to yeah. totally butcher that. Yeah, everybody does. But um, I think the reason that I purposely don't never have introduced anybody, and that was like the saddest, shittiest introduction, is that it's supposed to. I don't want it to be like super formal, like where I get you know, that. Yeah, I want it to be like you're supposed to be. We're just hanging out, right? And we have the microphones in our face too, but right. That's why I like started as we're walking in and just. I just want it to be very the Mark Marin method. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or Bill, I really kind of stole from Bill Maher from yeah. his club random. Fair, but he was like, now in his case, he's like, well, I do politics, but in this show, I don't want to do politics. I just want right. to invite my friends over and just shoot the shit. And that's kind of like what I'm saying here. Oh God, that's kind of what I'm saying here. Is like we we could talk about music. We probably will. I usually mm-hmm. end up coming up in some form or fashion. Right. But this is not like an informative music podcast right. where I'm like, we're experts in this world yeah, and right. you and should like, pay yeah. attention. Yeah, or like tell me your life's yeah. history career. I mean, a lot of times people do tell me their life's history career, but it's just like a natural, how the fuck did it come up kind of thing. Right. Uh, I get that. Yeah. There was something I would we'll, we'll go back to the beginning. I was going to say about keto and oh, 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 I know. No, I was saying uh, videos that I was watching like about health problems, this is yeah. where I was going with this, is so much of it, like you said, stress. So stress causes like inflammation. It's mm-hmm. basically, most well, of it comes cortisol. down to inflammation. Yeah. Same with smoking, you know, mm-hmm. smoking anything. And yeah. tobacco is what everybody goes after, really smoking anything. It's inflammatory process in your lungs. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, you know. Yeah. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Good to see you, brother. Yes. Mighty inflammatory. Let's, mm-hmm. let's inflame ourselves a little, <laughs> There <mate>. you go. <laughs> Hey, it's the night before Thanksgiving. You gotta yeah, be able to enjoy ourselves. Right? I know. Right after the show, I gotta in between this and the next one, I gotta um, brine my turkey. Ah, there you go. Are you are you and Michelle making turkey? Are you going to family or what are you doing? We're actually gonna go uh, to my sister's husband's sister's place. Uh, Wait, your sister's husband's sister. Yes. So that's your step. That's your no, no. My, my brother-in-law's twice family. removed okay yeah, right so yeah i don't know yeah. how that would work but Were they... yeah, she married him and uh he has an okay size family so oh, over the uh-huh. it, last year was the first one my sister and her husband hosted and now the it's called the solid 
gathering oh. Sullivan and Machieski. Oh, nice. So she, I don't, I don't know if she took his last name or not when they married several years ago, but uh, that's kind of how they address themselves. Yeah, they threw your name at least in there for. Yeah. Oh, oh, and you mean not just for the Thanksgiving, like in general? They well, them. anything that they put together is they a Sullivanski thing. Oh, but since it's the that. Sullivan side of the family, and I guess she married into a different last name. Yeah, but it's still his family and my family. You know, my that's dad, sweet. his lady. Sister, her husband, Michelle, and I, and there's going to be 20, 30 of us. Oh, so. nice. Where are they around? Uh, like, south of Aurora. Okay. We have yeah. the address. I just don't, I've not been to his That's a little far place. for you guys because you're up north. Yeah, yeah. fortunately, uh, Michelle's dog sitting actually 120th and Grant, basically. So, oh, shit. So okay. it's a short jaunt from oh, here. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, for tonight, and then we'll head down there tomorrow. So yeah, what, that's 30-ish cool. minutes to get down there? Yeah, that's like not that. bad. That's not bad. Get their early afternoon chow down. Uh-huh. But she's dog-sitting for friends of ours who went to glorious Iowa for oh. Thanksgiving. Oh. But their dog, Halber, is this pity. No, bulldog. Bulldog, okay. Um, I don't even know what a pity is. What's a pity? Pitbull. You know, oh, I, pitbull. It might be oh, a pitbull yeah. okay. bulldog Has that cross, look to it, yeah. But, I mean, the, the head on this thing, mm-hmm. like double Meyer, your head. <laughs> this monster head. And the thing is just, it's it thinks it's a lap dog and it's pure love. Oh. It's amazing. There, but there's like, I feel like uh, uh, bulldogs in general, you know, you're, they're super wide as yeah. part of it. They just have like this real, like thick, yeah. solid structure. They're like so heavy. Yeah, you know, they're so they're so dense. Yeah, totally. They, I mean, they, they just had to put Roy, their other dog, which is full bulldog of some kind of brindle. Yeah, it had cancer, and they uh, put it down literally last week oh, uh, shit. for this trip. So, point uh, being, bummer. to yours, I mean, I think yeah, it was a little bowling ball. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, they're, it's funny. And then if you get one, even if it's just, it's just like, they just like run past you, but you know, you're the bowling pin. They'll fucking <laughs> totally. knock your ass over, dude. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally been there. There was someone I was telling, saying that to about kids. Cause I, I think it was, um, we went to our friends uh, last Sunday for like a friend's giving, you know, early mm-hmm. thing. And she had these dogs and saying like, oh, other friends with kids didn't want to bring them over cause the dogs will knock them down. And I was remembering my kid going over to Megan's house mm-hmm. once. And her dog, just just Alu, just being a normal dog, yeah. it's big, dude. That dog like weighs three times as much as my like three year old. Just like knocking her over yeah. left and right every time she ran by, Chloe would just head on the floor. Yeah, like, <laughs> every single time. Yeah, dogs just being dogs are not the most aware. They're yeah, just yeah. when they're having dude, a good time, they're having a good time. My fucking cats will knock my ass over, man. My cats, my Mac is big. I mean, yeah. for a cat, he's like fifteen pounds or something, but right. he starts like running and. He'll, Get not, he'll trip your ass. Yeah, yeah. dude. You got to be careful. Yep. Okay, so you're not making turkey, but when and if you have, do you you brine it? Do you have any special... Uh... I've not done the brining. Uh, the way I was taught by my mom years ago uh, was just, you know, rubbing with oil and then... Yep. Basting uh, just it. Se- yeah, seasoning the crap out of it for a while. And then, yeah, of course, regular basting while it's in the oven. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get it, let that outer skin get all yeah, golden crispy. at first and then you just do that to keep the moisture in and everything yep. so yeah. i remember that's pretty much what my grandmother yeah. used to do always just she was just based in the whole yeah. time but i dude there's some weird ass like i remember one time cooking it breast down mm-hmm. which worked really well although it looked stupid right you know you pulled out the bird it looked like shit but it was nice and moist yeah. there uh and then the other one i remember people doing is like sticking some butter like up under the skin yeah oh oh that that we did also yeah that yes. i've never done yeah 
Yeah, that's just to lube it all up, right? You know, brining is mm-hmm. great to keep the meat. And, and I think part of it too with brining, I mean, I do it with like chicken breasts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just because to keep the meat real supple. But Yeah, right. Doesn't it, it starts to like uh, break it down a little yeah. bit. It tenderizes mm-hmm. it yeah. a little bit. And you can integrate whatever, if you're going to use vinegar, salt, pepper, sure. garlic, whatever. I think, I remember one year brining and it didn't make a big difference. But this year, I think it might have been that same dinner I was talking about. She brined it and it was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. And I was like, okay. I went out like the next day and got a brining kit. I'm like, yeah. we're doing this shit, dude. Are you oven baking it or are you yeah. uh, smokering it? Or no, what? I'm going to oven bake it. Okay. I don't have a smoker. I got a grill. I definitely wouldn't put it on that. That's sure. way too fast. Um, well, I think if you had a smoker, brining would be an extra good idea because you're just low and slow for so long. Yeah. And keeping me from drying out. Personally, well, I've never had issue in an oven without brining. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, well, I don't know. I think you just said that's the key. I know certainly something like ribs and shit that I'll do in the oven mm-hmm. is the low and slow. For sure. I forget what I normally do at Turkey app, but maybe that's another key is to just have it real fucking low. Put it in the yeah. morning, just have that fucker nice. Because yeah. that's something I remember my mom telling me, again, I think from my grandma, that she'd put it in the night before. Could be. That's what she remembers. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, you have yeah. to, what would you put it? Or like 100 degrees? How long? If you have it the night before, Jesus Christ, dude, that's like, <laughs> yeah. night to, this is like eight hours. In yeah, the I think that's asking for salmonella if you're right. 100. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> you doesn't know? sound right to me. But, but I mean, I was taught, what was it 500 or 550 for 30 minutes and then drop it down? I think oh. it's like 325. So that's how you get that nice skin on it. Is it so you do the high first and then you yeah. do the low. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that'll create your seal. And then yeah. keep all the flavors in too. Okay, yeah, and that makes sense. Some people are psycho and want to inject the meat too with whatever. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god, I remember having that like injector thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was I injecting into it, oil or something. I don't know. Depends. Whatever you want. There's, There's this one um, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force that I remember <laughs> from back when they're doing Thanksgiving, and he comes out with that big syringe, and he's like, "I gotta inject the cheese, yeah. man!" And he, and then I think they try to deep fry it and dip it in that fryer, and of course it explodes and like right. kills them. I've seen a fried turkey go wrong a couple oh, times. Dude, I would. I mean, I, I remember the horror videos before, and like, mm-hmm. I love fried everything, but yeah. there is no way in yeah. fuck. I mean, I, even before you drop the burden, to have that big of a thing of boiling oil yep. like anywhere in the vicinity of me, yeah. holy shit, dude. Yeah, you're just that's scary as fuck. If you just like you know one breath, one one yeah. piece of spit drops in that thing. You're dead. Yep. Not and I think time. that's usually what happens is like they don't realize the, f- the turkey's still frozen in the middle. Yep. Right? So yep. then it cooks and you think it's cooking and everything's okay. And then it hits that water layer mm-hmm. and it just explodes everywhere yeah. and injures and kills people. It's scary. I mean, and, with what I do for a living, water and oil can never meet. Oh, yeah, you know? man. I mean, nobody's going to die, thankfully, but it's just you're going to mess up the instrument. Yeah. Is that real? Well, so because you, you oil like the brass parts or how when does the well if you're talking brass you know trumpets or you know anything with rotors or pistons Uh yeah those get oiled okay otherwise it's greases on there but i mean saxophones flutes piccolos oboes all those hinges are oiled yeah so you don't want them to rust and corrode and stick and that makes sense. Act all wonky. Do you and you have to? There's a special kind of oil, I'm sure. Or there are various oils. Um, to be honest, this day I have never remembered, you know, the chemical constitutions of everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are different oils for different applications. Sure. Is and there's not. So the, is there's one I'm guessing that's like specifically very good for 
for instruments. Definitely. Yeah. And depending on who you talk to, they like this so one, and so's yeah. make so versus so and so. But what mm. I like now is people are going to more synthetics mm. uh just so that we're leaving less uh, contamination and less consumption because I mean, you know, with what I do in the breast and woodwind world is it's dinosaur technology. It's all about the power of fire, oil, and water. Yeah. The that, things mankind right. has used for effing ever, you it's know? Right. Yep. Prometheus right. handed you that flute, motherfucker. Totally, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just the fact that the most simple solvents or uh, things that we've utilized are still the lifeblood yeah. of that stuff. That makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, it's like, it's literally pieces of metal. Like yeah. it's metal. And, and I never knew what the, are the pads made out of like cork or what is the pad? Depends on what you're doing and the tier of instrument. Okay. Uh, There's so, probably yes. synthetics as well for there that. There are. There's yeah. cork pads. So historically on high end instruments, you use cork pads okay. uh, on the upper joint of a clarinet or oboe. Um, and then they're historically, um, it's cardboard backing and either a pressed or a woven felt. Then it's a bladder or fish skin that wraps uh, it. Okay. But then there have come innovations uh, of synthetic pads, which actually I like that prefer to me behave a lot better than cork okay. does. The polyethylene type stuff though, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. No, that makes sense. Dude. Um, and then saxophone wise, it's skin, you know, leather. Uh-huh. But the same idea with a felt inside and a cardboard backing. This is something now you reminded mm-hmm. me. I really wanted to ask you this. This was just recently. Charlotte and I were talking because um, you know she plays saxophone. Mm-hmm. I think you worked on her mm-hmm. sax many years ago. But she was That's how ta- we met. Yeah, right. She she, she was talking about reeds, and she mm-hmm. said this thing to me that just ran. I was like, I. But also, I haven't played. I played sax a long time ago, but I haven't sure. played in forever. But she was saying how. You know, if you get a very nice, very expensive, it sounded like way too expensive, like I forget what the number was, like $100 plus read, it will sound better, last forever. You don't need to soak it. It's like you need, she was basically saying to me, like, I need this $100 read. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, to me, that seems insane. Like, Sounds like Charlotte's looking for something uh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, hey, okay. No, I mean, no, there are synthetic well, reads. Uh, one's a fiber cell, the but other's see, are like I never, a plastic. Uh, I started saying, like, but I know. they're gonna cap out at twenty-ish bucks, unless oh, it's oboe. Yeah. Oboe, you can start spending. Some well, oboe's a double reed; it's a totally different yeah. thing. Oboe but see, that's more my experience. Yeah. They're like five to twenty dollars, and I know yeah. um, um, Ryan at Masuji plays mm-hmm. sax a lot of the time, and he's been playing sax forever. He's got a three hundred dollar mouthpiece, which yeah. is beautiful. Oh, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, right. But it's a, <laughs> it, well, I don't know what his old one was. It was crap, right, but right. You know, he he was like still no. I mean, happy great mouthpiece. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I see him before shows, he's soaking his reed. Yeah. And he's going through reeds all the time. And I remember when I played sax, like, I went through reeds like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Like, he chip Because well, you don't rotate them and you probably had cheaper stuff. That's probably it's what he does. Stuff. And if he waterlogs his reeds, that's going to wear him out. And if yeah. he doesn't rotate them, you what know. Do you, what do you mean rotate? Uh, every you time you play, it. use a different reed. Oh, yes. So it has the time because you'll just start yes. to see the tips and, warp and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that's what I never do. As a kid, when and I was playing sax. And if you soak sax, him in a water cup as a sax player, he's definitely wearing them out prematurely. Yeah. So. But I don't, what, what so what does that do? Because I remember I used to just lick them. Yeah. And it helps. Most people do. It helps get a little, you know. Well, you're softening the reed to help it vibrate. Yeah. And right. and it also adds that uh, the moisture that runs to the end that your mouth isn't on, that acts as a seal where it touches Wait, down closes. on the table of the mouthpiece. Yeah. So you get more air seal. Sure. So when it's flapping at the tip and producing the sound. That makes sense. It all just is a more cohesive thing. And if you get real nerdy, you can trim reeds, you can reface mouthpieces, blah, blah, blah. But I'm guessing he has either a Berg Larson or a. 
nice uh i don't know it could be van doren it could be a variety of uh, the mouthpiece uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. many mouthpieces out there but you saying trim a reed like you would actually your reed starts to break oh, yeah. and you just it's like peeling an apple well and i guess it's fine because you can actually push it as far up the, the end of the mouthpiece you want well it's more about getting that part that lays on the table of the mouthpiece to sit really flush yes so if you're a little uneven yeah. and you're i have a good buddy doug carmichael who's an amazing saxophonist um yeah, he anytime he's breaking in a new read, he just plays it and he goes, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. And within a few minutes, he's got it dialed and he's ready to rock from there on. And he just if he, it's a little like cattywankus though, how are you going to fix that when you're you can like you're going to whittle it or yeah. something? Oh, with exactly. a little knife. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. You just keep wow. a very sharp That's blade. Dedication. And you're just peeling the apple. Ryan Eschenbach, hope you're listening. Stop putting that shit in the fucking <laughs> cup with water and start whittling it, man. Get yeah. a get a whittler stick. <laughs> right. So you, but you know, um, I mean, I obviously know you as a guitar player, but mm-hmm. do you uh, you actually play any oh, uh, sax or, or yeah? Oh yeah, I play do? all the winds. Oh okay, uh, I didn't know that. I, I play them enough to know they're right, and it, uh, this this I find funny because you know with brass yeah, people, describe yeah. that. What do you mean to know that? You just, oh, to test the work to, to see to, if the work to test good. my work. Yeah. Um, what I say, hey, Mike, let me in your studio to lay down some a sax track or a flute track. Uh, no, yeah. I won't oh, do that. Do it. I, I mean, I would say. do it, it, but I would not be as good as other players. You know, yeah. I am a technical player in that I can feel the response of the horn. So when okay. I'm doing all the work, I use my tools, my feeler gauges. There's things called leak lights. It's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, you shine a light and you can see yep. the. You can oh, see if lights nice. coming out. And uh, now that First, you know, I know feeler gauges, of course. Yeah, and guitars. Now, Totally. And now that my shop is at home, I'm in an environment where I can black out my room entirely except for the leak light so I can see even better. Oh, that's badass. So when I'm doing overhauls, well, when I'm doing any any padded work, I I do black out the room so I can really see in relation to the... Uh, the the feeler gauge as well. Sure. But once I do that and I've got everything, uh, each pad seated properly, then there's what's called regulation where you toggle a key and it takes one or more with it. Yeah, right. So once the, when they're all landing simultaneously, then, okay, I should be good. Yeah. Then there's the uh, oh, additional. Oh, we say so, so like you could have like a staggered or well, then what I would guess is like some of them don't like, like three out of the four close and that fourth one's like not has a little open. Right. You know, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. On saxophone, it's usually Just a max of three mechanisms ass. working together. Oboe can be a lot more, but whatever. Uh, I could go down this rabbit hole easily uh, for a long time. But yeah. then, so now once you get them to all close simultaneously, so they're each perfectly seated and then closing simultaneously, yeah. then I feel for lost motion or drag. So like, you know, you toggle a key and it takes a second for it to grab the, the one next one ah. you want them all to move it's, simultaneously Christ, so it's dude. just like hitting a keyboard you know keyboard letter yeah well you, you know just, and you the way you described it too of like at the beginning of this is this so primitive you know fire and air and stuff it's dinosaur technology man yeah but but you know well not still qu- genius though yeah and, and i mean not quite like i think of to bring it back to guitar that's a little more dino i mean okay drums probably the most dinosaur of all technology i'm just right. hitting shit sure yeah. but um right. but like guitar like there's there and when you're describing this to me i'm thinking of like what a pain in the ass it is to adjust my guitars mm-hmm. but i have so many that i have to do. i mean you've worked on a couple of them mm-hmm. but unless they get really bad like i have to do it because i have like yeah. 15 i can't i can't constantly I can't, send them like, out yeah <laughs> so but even that, there's like so many knobs to turn to figure yeah. that out. But then I'm thinking of like a sax. Oh my God, dude. It's a million times more complicated. And all those weird gears that like lay over mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And like you just said, not even thinking about making it tight enough, but so that the timing is right. Yeah. That it doesn't take a... 
Oh, we've only talked about three like of insane, many ridiculous. components. It's it's definitely more involved than I ever thought it was. And, you know, after doing this for 26 years, I'm actually, I'm always learning, which I do love. Otherwise, I would probably change employment. Yeah. Because yeah. I I need to have my mind Challenged. engaged all day. Yeah, you're um, that way, man. I could tell. And so- You're a problem solver. You're a tinkerer. Exactly. I always describe it as part art, part science, part tinker. Totally, um, man. And so then the last variable is not only that, but then the venting heights, how high keys are open and or if they're a closed key, how high you open them. That that affects all your intonation. Oh, really? So yep. I was going to say, like, once the <clears throat> pad gets, like, further away from the hole, does, that doesn't make a big difference, right? Yes, it does. Oh. It um, may- and you know what? Actually, I'm thinking back to saxes. They don't really get that far away from the hole. You know, really. They get, like, what, an inch or so, and it's opened, if that. Mm, typically max, depending on the type of saxophone. This is where my nerd will want to get technical. Well, yeah, if, it's, if we're dealing with a tenor versus yeah, a, Yeah, well, know. a tenor, right, on the, yeah, yeah. On the low yeah, yeah. B, yeah. it's actually, well. but what is turn the it left is, side top-wise. It know? is something like an, or less than an inch. Oh, yeah, right? it's usually anywhere from, a, depending on the instrument type, an eighth of an inch to high side uh, yeah. inch and a quarter inch. Well, at an, at an eighth of an inch gap, I can yeah. definitely see that the difference between, let's say, like, a sixteenth and an eighth, or even an I eighth want... and a four and a quarter is going to yeah. be. You're going to hear that. Yeah. And if I want to avoid really getting yelled at by people in my world, it's actually going to be measured in millimeters. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, because that's where everything came from. From England, right? Well, from not America. Oh, well, right. Well, so I, when the science was added behind it initially, yeah, it was all in millimeters. Sure. Well, then I was like, well, it came from England. I'm like, well, English. That is the we have this stupid English system. Although, wait, England actually uses the metric yeah. system. Right. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else. No, we're yeah. fucking idiots yeah. with that. Don't get me started as a scientist right? on the goddamn metric shit. Exactly. That's why I, even though I, I recognize it's a pain in the ass, I think it's probably right. Though, you know, the one thing, um, one of the few things that was a little tricky to implement this last field campaign I went on was like an altitude um, display. Okay. But a big part of it, an easy part, but a huge part was this one button I added that was feet to beaters. Because holy shit, or actually, I guess more like meters to feet. You know, everything in the code, everything. So you in the can convert t- no matter where you're at. Because we're Smart. up there, and, yeah. The pilots are like, "Where are you at?" And we're like, you know, 100 meters, and they're like, "Meters, you know, come on, boy, America, America, <laughs> damn it, put a boot in your ass and see American way." Totally, but that no, to me, that's genius. So anytime I do anything, I'm looking at all three. Yeah, I write things down in millimeters inches and fractions yeah so oh, depending oh, decimals on, or fractions yeah. yeah so depending on what it is i need to hunt for yeah, the tool i'm gonna run piece. into something with one of those three readings on it that's you know? smart so so the fact that you did that i think is brilliant because yeah. then it's more globally useful well i got asked to do it they were like again there's like the right. the you know i'm more of the mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm an associate scientist it's called but basically i build instruments mm-hmm. and test them and calibrate them and all that good stuff but there's other, the, the RS, the research scientists, they're more like, you know, they tell me what they want. And that was one of the biggest requests coming out of it was like, dude, we need, I need to a know thing feet. that can do this yeah. for me. And I was yeah. like, feet. I was like, what do you even care about feet? Like, that's stupid. And they're like, <laughs> right. dude, these pilots, these American pilots cannot handle meters. And it's not, I'm not just all blaming the pilots, it's like the whole infrastructure, you know, the, um, well, there's science the flight was, control, everybody, yeah. everybody's talking feet, 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 how many feet, altitude, feet, feet. So you have oh, yeah. to talk that language. Yeah, their reflex calculations are it's this way in that measurement yep. unit. So it makes sense. You I, know? I think there was something there where I remember feeling a little, now I look back and I feel lucky that as a kid, as a pretty young kid, like maybe first or second grade, uh, you know, I had that ruler like we all had that has the centimeters mm-hmm. and the inches. Mm-hmm. 
And I like real quick asked about like, well, we're doing everything. Every time we do art or any pride, we're always doing inches, inches. I was like, what are these centimeters? For yeah. some teacher to explain to me that's a different system. And it's on 10. And for me to somehow very early on get that I like that one better mm-hmm. and measuring <clears throat> stuff all the time in centimeters. Mm-hmm. And then later in meters, instead of yardsticks, I'd have use a meter stick. Yeah. That I have a pretty good... I've noticed somebody can like give me some, throw something out in centimeters or meters and like, I, I pretty much know what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, most people I ratios. think don't. Most mm-hmm. people go like, wait a minute, I have to mm-hmm. think about that. I have to convert that. Right. And I'm not doing a conversion in my head. I just literally remember on my fucking old school, I think it was a Super Mario Brothers, a little plastic ruler, you know, about how much one centimeter was. I can right. still remember that. That's good. And that's useful stuff when you got to guesstimate, you know? Yeah, man. No, for sure. Well, and, and like you said, people throw stuff out there, you know, if, if you don't have your phone, but I mean, come on, what day and age is this? <laughs> exactly. Phone? Do you have like a, a little converter app that does it or you just know the I have fraction? a website open at, yeah. or accessible at, at all, all times. times. <laughs> and, and for me, Spells it's it super tiny stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have. But that's, that's harder to visualize for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I use like sheet cork. Yeah. The thinnest one of them is a 64th of an inch thick, right? Pretty thin. Yes. Well, then I the next thinnest one before we get into uh, mylar material yeah, like, is 0.2 millimeters. Well, do you know how much a 0.2 millimeter is thickness wise compared well, to a 64th? It's pretty, they're probably going to be similar. It's close. They, but, it is close, yeah. but basically it's four, four oh. hundredths of an inch Okay, is 0.2 millimeters. Well, I also use mylar uh-huh. material that goes from half a thousandth, one, two, three, four, and seven and a half. So if I've got to split these gaps, it's like just easier to have that stuff. And every now and again, sure. or when I got to drill, like um, I was, I just put a post up on Facebook about my calipers, and I'm so happy because oh. I had to uh, digital calipers. I have my digital calipers, yeah. and I got some too. A I love pin, those. a pin I use in a piccolo. When it goes across, it's to secure parts of keys onto a hinge okay. screw, basically, hinge rod. Okay, um, a little set pin. Yeah, so when you set that pin, um, the wide side was 0. 0.72, no, 71 millimeters. Okay. And the small side was 0. 0.68 millimeters. Oh. And my, my digital caliper is very reliable to read that, that three different. hundredths yeah. of a millimeter. Yeah, that is good. Is that a, how much did that caliper cost? That's like nice. Oh yeah, that was only a hundred bucks. Not a big deal. Yeah, well, yeah. but I have like I have a shitty one from Amazon that I think was right. like eight yeah. bucks. I know. Well, I still use it, and it's well, not it's bad. Good. Yeah, but if you don't need greater precision, well, you don't need well, to worry what, about it so much. Well, what I noticed, what you need to do with that motherfucker mm-hmm. is just not. Uh, it's not that repeatable. You need to measure this same <clears throat> measurement like ten times. Measure it, and then like, I do it anyway. It and measure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of times, fancier ones, I end up yeah. doing that anyway. But the the difference, you know, the um, the delta we call mm-hmm. it, you know, on mm-hmm. the. Um, on the, the more expensive ones, mm-hmm. like much tighter. Yeah. You know, you land closer on these cheaper ones. Every time you measure oh, it, your yeah. measurements it's are pretty fucking hard. different. You got to re-zero <laughs> and all hard. that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And the hardest part about that, you know, 0.03 millimeters is that the pin itself is only 2.11 millimeters long. long. Yeah. So that taper of yeah, 0.03 so millimeters hard. over something so small. And if you go, achoo, and lose the thing. Yeah, I mean, it, you just, eh, no, because I keep a, a bunch of those knocked sure. in longer lengths around, then you just snip but them. But you're never going to find it. But I, if it's already, I like to use what's already there because it fits. Yes, that's right. Whoever assembled that. Right. You're not putting really some other well. like different manufactured yeah. generic part in there. That was a part that they mass manufactured for that particular. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, totally, man. That's the right way to do it, yeah. to have like the legit component. 
totally. Well, I know. I mean, so we said you're you're our tinkerer, and we just mm-hmm. know that's part of your personality. But how did you? I think did you start with? I mean, you're always a guitar player. Yeah. Again, I just know you. Yeah. How did you start working on horns? Or were you Do, always a horn player? No, uh, that. Uh, to this day, I wouldn't consider myself a horn player. Well, you said you could but, play, but so and, yeah. you, and then you you did you did uh, um, specify that more. Like, so you're did you learn or learn so much as you have be, after you started working on them, or how did that kind of to come play? About? Yeah, yes. Uh, so, long story short, you are correct. I'm a guitarist. I started. I grew up playing hardcore and heavy metal and all that yeah. stuff, which we also need to talk about for sure. Fair enough. Um, and then I'm yeah, I did other music. There, <laughs> there you go. It's all good. Um, but after I got out of college, where I was studying journalism and pre-law, I realized eh, two thirds of the way through it, sunken costs have shown up already. Oh, no. I did. One, I finished my degrees, but realized I didn't want to go that route. Although, in hindsight, there are some aspects of those studies that prove very valuable. So I get out of college, and uh, I'm taking job after job that just suck. Not not related, just random On, jobs. No, I was doing. So how I got into it? I was doing a telemarketing survey temp job. Okay. Oh yeah, I wanted to kill myself and everyone yeah, around me. I would think so. Um, and what That's was funny like is the worst the, job ever. Oh, they were. It was so lame. I was just. You, they said, "Ask question. Ask the questions until they hang up on you." Mm. And that's how that went. That was my day. And Your day sucked. is getting hung up on. Yeah. If they even answer. People. Yeah. If well, if they if they don't answer, it's probably better, right? They don't have to. Could be. And uh, so yeah. Shit. So you do all that. Long story okay. short, uh, the company that hired me, Sutherland Group, I still remember because Alex was an awesome boss, even though I hated the work. Okay. She wanted to hire me on into middle management because she saw my potential. Oh yeah. And I was going. I was going to go into her office to say, I'm giving you my two week notice because I had while at that job, uh, you know, the Denver Westward everybody knows about. Well, Rochester, New York has its own version, the free time, which is much smaller in terms of pages and dimensioning. But anyway, I literally read that at this temp job cover to cover and the classified ads back in the day, because this is 1997-ish. Yeah. Just like pass the time, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just reading stuff dude. while you're dialing numbers. No, I'm just that dude. I remember that. The one, the worst. Actually, I would still say the worst job I ever had. It was working for. Uh, it was an intern. I think at the attorney general's office. Somebody mm. for the state Pennsylvania and an intern. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and well, there's nothing for me to do. So right. I that was the thing is I just had my like little Walkman. It was just a cassette Walkman at the time. I love those but things. That's what I they did for. Yeah. You know, I did the <laughs> I did the dorkiest little like move this paper to here and yeah. there while I listened to those all day, every mm-hmm. day, and wow! And I mean, I love listening to music, and and I was listening to Howard Stern on the had a little right. radio, so like it, remember it, those days? It gave me some entertainment. But oh my god, I dread like when I yeah. showed up there in the morning at seven thirty. Not a place fucking, you want to go to, oh dude! It just but your resume me. wants you to go to it. I remember thinking, and this is sort of related, I guess, but early on when I was t- doing like shit jobs as mm-hmm. a kid. Of like, man, work sucks. <laughs> like, like, I hate this crap. And you know, now sometimes work can be very frustrating at times, and yeah. it can be very difficult. But I love it. I I love. Yeah. Doing Are there what days do. where you don't want to go? No. For me, no. 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 There, that's there's the, that's there's the, certain, that's the good uh, corner to turn. Totally. There's certain tasks that I'm not excited of to do, and yeah. what ones that I'm much more excited to do. Yeah. But yeah, do I not, absolutely want to go? It's like yeah. part of my identity at at some point. It's weird. Makes it gives me some purpose and also provides me all the means to live and survive. You know, but sure. But even more than that, 
You know, yeah. it, it gives, it gives well, it's me all this education you've received, hopefully paying off in a way that you find satisfactory. Cause yeah. as an instrument, as an yeah, instrument builder yourself, I think you got to use all that stuff to go, okay, they need this. They have no idea how to do it. Yeah. I have a great idea, some idea or no idea, right. but you know, you have the skill sets and in, in a way you keep running with it till you, till you make it right. That, so that's what we have in common. That's, occupationally right. that's why I put is, it that way. You just get to go with, uh, okay. What the fuck? Right. Oh, this is how you fuck this it's thing. It's problem oh, solving. Yeah, it's totally. Fi- yeah, there's something wrong or it doesn't exist in yeah. my case. But see what happens is even when it doesn't exist, this is this one extra step of we Well, you get the protocols to get to the idea. Yeah, and then that's the thing. We conceptualize, we think about it, we build something that guess what? It, bro- it doesn't work. Right. And then we have to fix it. So it's pretty quick that you get into the mode of yeah. fix what's not working. And accepting failure along the path to the, oh, yeah. the eureka of right on, we got this done. Yeah. And- I don't know if you run into this, but there are times, and I, I'm guilty of this, and this is one way I'm a bad businessman, is I want a thing to be a certain way more than you want me to make it a yeah. certain way. Oh, I. absolutely. E, I should probably charge you X amount more, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm satisfying my result yeah. than even if you perceive it or not. Right, right. So yeah. so I get where you're coming from there because there is not I a totally single day that. I don't want to go. Every, there might be a string of days where I'm I'm too tired. I yep. don't care. I wake up, I get that shower, start sipping my coffee. I'm ready to rock. Mm-hmm. But I also have a lot of luxuries that many people don't above and beyond loving what I do. Yeah. Um, well, what do you mean by that? I work at home. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I For go sure. down two flights of stairs. I put on my podcast, my stand-up comedy, my whatever, my movies yeah. while I work. Yeah. And I just get lost in the tasks that I'm up to. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And I'm fortunate now that's a mostly high-end work, which is a just more fun, better results. And pays better, which yeah. is fantastic. That's fantastic. Which yeah, is dude. the end result. That sounds like a the trifecta of totally. But it all started to get to the point of okay, so I'm uh, reading this uh, free time magazine. Mm-hmm. I answer this ad. I get the job at this local music store. Oh, it's a music repair thing. No, or, well, yes uh, and no. It was uh, a retail, retail store. Retail, got it. Um, and why they, was, when they still existed. They st- yes. And well, a Dave still does. And yeah, uh, oh, Denver in Denver. No, no, this is back in Rochester, actually, technically oh, oh, okay, Webster, okay. just outside the city limits. He's but, still uh, there in Rochester. Yeah, dude, that's badass. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel fortunate that I was help, able to help him ultimately grow because it was him and I for a long time. But uh, basically, get to how I got into it yeah. is, uh, you know, I'm doing the managerial stuff. You know, organize, clean, sell, la la la. Um, and then one day after being there for a handful of months, I think he decided he wasn't going to fire me because I think that's how mm-hmm. a lot of those small business owners you go. You passed the test. Passed the sniff test. Yep. And, uh, uh, <laughs> no, we one... smell good, Nate. So. Oh, thanks. I did just shower today because <laughs> of Thanksgiving. Anyway. Um, right, right. So one day he just says, hey, I need a hand. And I forget if he said to hold something or if he handed me a mallet and said, I need you to hit the thing he was holding. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this ladder where basically he gives me a mallet and he goes, okay, hit this, but first hit the table medium. Oh, right. just to like check your- Wanted to see how I define yeah. medium, medium force. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so I do that and he goes, okay, a little harder. Oh. Okay. okay, so I do it. He's like, okay, now hit this thing where he needed a third arm that he wasn't born with. Yeah. And I can relate at this point. Sure, um, sure. And I think that was just the very beginning of it. And then just found that, oh, the store's a little quiet. And he's, he's like, you seem interested. And you, you know, I showed uh, an aptitude, I guess. So it literally began and, uh, okay, you're going to start cleaning trumpets for me. Dude, And nice. uh, How do you so, clean a trumpet by the way? Is, is it like with a cloth or what? 
No, no, the, uh, tear it down, chemical solutions. Oh, you soak it in. Yeah, shit. yeah. yeah. Uh, brush it out, flush it out, all that stuff. Sure. And so basically, I just went through. So basically, I, you know, he gave me one, showed me. I had never played a wind instrument in my life up to that point. And uh, long story short, he's just like, okay, this is how it comes apart. La, 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 do the things. Can okay. you play all these horns? I know you said you could, like, because I, I pretty much can only play sax. And like, I've ever played an oboe once, but yeah. uh, that seemed relatively easy. But a lot of like the brass, I have a real hard time playing brass. You play brass too. I, uh, I mean, enough to know. Actually, no. No. Brass is plumbing, man. You it moves smoothly and air moves through it properly or not. Unless you, I mean, so yes, I can if you tell me that there are resonance issues. Yeah. But oh, that's almost a structural issue, like a busted solder. Oh. But there are a few instruments out there with some known resonance issues that I was thankfully taught. This is how you correct it on these very specific makes and models. Well, it was a resonance issue. There's like some uh, um, uh, asymmetric, like. Uh, for some reason, or... the way some models were built, specific notes in it will come out dull sounding. Oh, weird. Different right? overtones. Yeah. Eh, and so yeah. you learn to attach a couple of things in some very key yeah. spots oh, and make, it corrects and then it balances out That's the entire horn. Cool. Uh, whereas like on the, was it the Selmer Mark six saxophones mm-hmm. are, were known for a long time before other options were discovered and now made available to correct the intonation. But the way saxophone players would correct the intonation of the Mark VI for a time mm-hmm. was to put a mouthpiece cap inside the bell. And it corrected the intonation. Oh, weird. Right. So just the stuff. I mean, if you think about it, everything we have eaten, drank, smoked, fucked to figure out what is good and bad, bad. or worse for us. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it's going to happen in the musical world too. Dude, of, that's right. You know, yeah. what happens if I do this, whether it's on purpose or not? Right. It's better. It's worse. Totally. And yeah. so you just go from there. Um, so long story short, I spent the better part of uh, four, four and a half years with Dave at Atlas Music. And he just, I mean, it was literally cleaning for the first like two years. Yeah. Did a trumpet. Well, that okay, sounds like it's really more. It's pretty involved. The clean. I mean, that's why I was like, what do you, are you just, well, I'm imagining you're like polishing <laughs> fucking slides. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You'll polish slides. No, but yeah. you got to, you just said you got to take it apart and like give it an yeah. acid bath and yeah. do all this chemical. Totally. And you, I'm sure you have to protection and ventilation yeah. and all that totally um so and- he had all this stuff there mm-hmm. but he's also a retail shop yeah oh interesting yeah he started as, as repair and then just it's added a, a little retail then, right uh now it's way bigger than uh, when he and i had it uh oh, when he first had it it was smaller than this room but the way to like fight against guitar center like that because but think- no he was open in you know he was open in late 80s well sure but, By well, the time I met him. What so. I was going to say, where I grew up, like mm-hmm. real close to me, there's this little town, Lemoyne, that uh, my dad had a warehouse there for a little while. It was kind of like mostly little warehouses and crap mm-hmm. right close to Harrisburg on the other okay, side. Yeah. Um, it had all these, there was like Players Exchange, <clears throat> uh, my friend Randy Triple R, there was Ray's Music. Uh, there was like four or five of them. Yeah. And every time I bet they just start uh, uh, slowly, slowly, yeah. slowly, slowly. I don't think a single one of them, if a, if a building there still sells instruments, it might be guitars. You know, I don't think I don't think there's right. I don't think there's a guy left. Yeah, well the corporatization of every industry yeah. obviously took a stronghold, developed. Well, Thanks, I see it Clinton. here too. I feel like, you know, Boulder is a good yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Boulder doesn't have like North Boulder still has, I think, the drums and what's the other good uh, wind song wood, wood songs. songs yep. But there's a kind of niche specialist. The drum guy has a whole bunch of drums, actually. But yeah. I mean, like uh, what was the one that was there forever and then he left? Um and Denver still has a couple independent ones here and there, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, man, most of them it's, guitar it's center not, just ate them all. Yeah, because and online stuff, I guess. Too. Yeah, Musicians I mean, yeah, stuff. it's it, there's a variety of things that have created. But if you're really good, you know, in my line, and I'm gonna, it's got to be true of you. Why you have your position? Mm-hmm. I find people are more picky about their instrument technician than they are their doctor. They can be. And it's crazy. And yeah. I, I hate to say it. I love them for it because yeah. they have the stuff I really want to work on. Work on anyway, yeah. But to your okay. point about like the whole, the cleanings, yes. You know, when, when you said there are things that are frustrating about your day or things you don't want to have to do. Yeah. My favorite thing to not do anymore. Yeah. And it's the easiest money for me. Yeah. Is cleaning. Cleaning, yeah. Because it requires none of my brain anymore. Right. But it's see, just, that's not interesting. That's not enticing. It's not interesting. Right. That's why I want to do the interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. No, but I'm, if it's just I want to crank I'm out, the same you way, know, man. If, if I want to crank out easy money, changing guitar strings and doing horn cleanings. Is that's the, the kind of shit money. that I put off too. I was yeah. saying to somebody I was describing, like, especially writing software anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I always get so excited at first, and I kind of create <laughs> like the most basic building blocks almost of like how I'm going to mm-hmm. do it, and especially when I test them and they finally get it to work. I'm always like, yeah. And then there's all this te- they have to do all this tedious shit. Yeah. Like clean it all up and make the <laughs> interface right. and make all the and yeah. you're like, oh my God. You're strong out of the gate and all the way down the track, but when well, you know the end is near, you can just ride into autopilot yeah. and start looking at the scenery. Is it well to- yeah, <laughs> hey, that's a good way to put it. Because I was gonna say same I'm thing. The same like, way, you can probably man. put on a movie while I while I <laughs> exactly. done, did all yeah. that stupid shit. It's very yeah. monotonous. Mm-hmm. But the fun, interesting problem solving stuff. It's the design is what and development. You. Yeah. Yeah. For that's sure. where it's fun. And then once you get it uh corporate ready so couldn't you i mean do have you thought about expanding like couldn't you have a underling that would clean for you and easy money a little a tiny easy money for you yes and no yeah, you don't have the uh, space well i've i and that's on purpose yeah um well you don't want to do I mean, in the past though when i was subletting from a retailer uh-huh. um i had the room and i was doing and i was just talking about this within the last two hours to somebody else where it's like i love and i'm gonna i might sound like a dick and i don't mean to uh-huh. um Pick uh, it up. i'm a. i'm so glad i'm away from the crazy high volume low ticket work but what low ticket what do you mean low ticket Less money. Oh, less know? money. It's oh, like, high vo- okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yes. doing 50, uh, right. 30 to $80 jobs. Uh, now that I totally and, agree with and, as and well. And that's just space hog. And they're, uh, to the point we're just making, there's no heart in it. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's a business. So I do get that. But I feel fortunate that I've turned the corner. Well, you don't have right. to do that. That I don't have to. You don't have I am to. happy to help you anybody. Can, so I'm not trying to make it sound to. like that work is beneath me. No, no, no. It's just I really like you want to do the, the, the fun yeah, projects. Are, so, yeah. and, and, the, and people want me to at this point, which is so we got known fucking for that. lovely. Probably. I mean, I'm thinking of like the, the guitars that I gave you for sure mm-hmm. were like ones that were problem guitars. Yeah. Which are no more. Although that Jazzmaster, I think I remember telling you, the yeah. real key to that, honestly, man, I mean, I think you did all you could. Wood Songs had it for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to shit on them. I think they did right. all they could too, but it was it was fucked forever until I replaced the bridge. Yeah. I spent the like hundred well, or talked about that master that where I bridge. Was like, I told you I didn't like your bridge. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's the original. And I'm not saying I'm the be all end all. No, was, but that's just my opinion. And I and when you said it too, I was like, everybody's bitches about that bridge. Yeah. It's the 69 bridge and it's the OG. So that's yeah. why I wanted it. It's got those threaded barrels. Yes. Which and offset if, your uh, string space. A little bit. Yeah. It, well, basically, look at it. It's like it's like a screw that they just turned. Oh, yeah. They just cut <laughs> it. The, yeah. And that's the saddle. It's just like a fucking edge of a screw. But think about it, too. When it was being made. That's 
those that. were the parts they had available. Shit. They didn't yeah. have all the. I mean, well, that's and the, so part of me too. I mean, there's something there where I, a lot of times, like I, if I use old mics, sometimes I like to use old cables, or mm-hmm. I have a weird thing. So t- to me, that the idea of that bridge, and this is a replica, actually, it's not even an original, but the you know the fact using the the replica of the old bridge, mm-hmm. I thought was more authentic or unique or that's better. Their design and making it. No, but every this is a good thing a lesson for me to learn yet again of you know sometimes dude just just fucking follow the i want to like go against the grain every once in a while and go no no no, mine's different mine's like this yeah yeah. and if it's really causing a problem because i spent so much time and effort and everything on that guitar well did you ever get that explorer yeah i did okay good because that was another discussion we had where you're like jesus should i get this one Uh, but this one well but just eh. when i fixed that bridge yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, no, okay, th- dude, I did get an Explorer, but I ended up buying like four different ones right. and returning every single one of them <laughs> right. until I finally found one after I gave up or like the last ditch effort, I found it on Craigslist. There and, you go. And he was uh, in Longmont, I think. There you go. Because I drove up to Oscar Blues to meet okay. him. And the thing is, I what I definitely learned about this, and I think you said this to me on a phone call, and it was so fucking true because that was the first one that I bought. Remember that showed up from mm-hmm. like eBay or something? Yeah, yeah. Sent it back. Yeah. But- but you said this, you're like, I'm like, it's such a small difference, but it just doesn't feel right. And you go, your hands know, man, your yep. hands just know. And so I kept buying these guitars because I really wanted one. And every time I picked it up, I'd be, even some of them were close. I'm like, oh, well, this yeah. was definitely better than that yeah. one. But like, oh, yeah, but up. you're going to feel that exact sound every yeah. time you touch no, it. No, I know. And and and, I'd, and then what would kill me is I'd pick up some of my other guitars that I really love. And I go, no, no, mm. it's not like that. So, right. so I kind of gave up and then I just drove up there yeah. one one afternoon and met this guy and the minute I took it out of the case, I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah fuck. Right? I was like, thank yeah. fucking God yeah, damn. It's just you get it immediately. It's instinctive. But dude, what a pain in the shit. Sometimes. I don't, I don't know how... the I, what, the My favorite guitar to play probably, I play the most often at least in terms of the playability and the feel is my SG. And I remember that one I bought from Wawa Guitars. Mm-hmm. I played like eight SGs. Oh, yeah. Eight black, uh, you know, with this 2017, mm-hmm. I think, SGs to pick that one. Yep. And then, but see, that's, there's where my neurotic brain starts. Like you were talking about instruments and stuff, where I go, I go like, man, how, what are the odds? Like, how can I ever, <laughs> what are the odds I'm ever going to find? Like, a, right. and yet I do, but it's so hard, especially in the case of that Explorer where I got real hot on that design. Mm-hmm. And that sound, and I really wanted one of those, but then trying to find one of those that like fit like a glove was right, dude. Took me months right. and months and such bullshit. But you oh eventually win that lottery, though. Well, and it's amazing, like all that I thinking so and research so and whatever it is is undone in two seconds when your hands touch that guitar, and right. it, they just know, yeah, this feels right. Yeah. Oh, the setup's a little off. But this, but this feels, feels right, right. Yep. and sounds right, of course. Yes. Know. No, I think you can pretty much tell. I guess that's that's the big lesson, which again, I think I sort of knew, but it just keeps getting hammered home of with the guitars. Specifically. Well, that's like where the 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 sense, I'm the sensing of your, I don't know your, uh, in yeah, what's what's the term I'm going for? It's like a mix of your psychology, your emotional yeah. states, and your intellect. Oh, your whole All consciousness, just, your just whole... just fuse together in an instant to yeah. know this is this that is right. glove. I, uh... You know, in the modern well, day, I call it the underwear situation, where it's like what fits you, yeah. might not fit, fit the next the... person. And it's a very intimate, yeah. personal choice. Yeah. So no matter how many different ways you want to describe it, no, that's a good way to describe it. That's I like your it. Fit. guitars are underwear. I'm all about it. Totally. Yeah. Just hopefully not dirty underwear. Clean your guitars. Yeah. yeah. 
fellas. Yes. Note to self. Mom, tell them all to clean well, their guitars. I, I, I think, I feel like sometimes I have, you know, gravity music. I go there all the time. It's like a I've little, never been there. Little used shop, like sort of. Okay. It, they're not a pawn shop. I always call them that, but they look like a pawn shop, but they, they buy and sell instruments. Okay. It's all used gear? All, all used gear. Okay. Um, I've sound seen, source in Rochester. I've seen guitars in there, especially when I'm like bored on like a mm-hmm. Saturday. I'm in there for a while and I'm like, ah, let me play this one. Let me play that one. I mean, I've picked up guitars where I'm like, fuck, this is this is good. Like, mm-hmm. I love this. But I look at it and go, well, you know, I don't know, whatever this make is, I don't care about it. Right. Or, I don't know, something about the look even. I'm like, eh, whatever. Those kind of what I remember like all of them later because I'm like, what <laughs> a right. fucking idiot. Because right. the Why next day I, I go, it? ooh, that one looks pretty. Let me hold that. I hold it. And I'm like, ah, it sucks though. Yeah. It's such a it's such a almost like rare, unique thing to mm-hmm. feel what you're talking about where it fits just right. And think where, about all the guitars you didn't use on recordings that would have been perfect just yeah. because you said, oh, but no. Yeah, right, right. You know? Well, recordings I'm not. Rec- that's, I think, a big reason to have like a lot of my guitars don't feel all that great to play to be honest but they record the, really well yeah the tone well just I talk, that, that jazz man. master dude that jazz master never felt right mm-hmm. to me that's one of those like d-shaped necks mm-hmm. it's like a baseball bat yeah it just doesn't feel natural to me but i play it live sometimes and i've mm-hmm. done a million recordings with it because the tone is mm-hmm. just out of this world on that yep. guitar no i totally get that I, yeah. I can't tell you how many different things i have used had friends use and watched others use where i'm like that's what makes that sound I'm hearing. Yeah. Right on. I never would have suspected that. Yeah. And you learn it in ad. It's like, it's like how I feel like how I make guacamole. Like, yeah, I, you Cooked learn to taste. Li- yeah. Right. It's really, you're like, Ooh, I love that. What is that? It's like garlic salt, baby. Right. Like, fuck yeah. Yep. Little yep. bit of this, little bit of that. And you slowly like craft your tone yep. and, and, and your style, of course. And every now and again, sure. you got to put a couple tiny, you know, almost undetectable pebbles in there. That, oh yeah. Like, ah, Right, but that's what gives you that juice. (laughs) Pebbles in your guacamole. Yeah, Yeah, just put like a little gravel. (laughs) Not enough to crack the tooth, but enough to make you shift gears. You know, (laughs) totally. I thought you were gonna say maybe like a jalapeno or something, something actually edible for that analogy. But yeah, sure. No, it's those rocks in there, motherfucker. Well, it's rock and roll, right? Right. I mean, so okay, you're you're. Dave is her. His business is still in business. Or he mm-hmm. is, which is remarkable. So it kind of speaks to the music scene there. And yeah. I mean, like I know I have the one record. It's Moment of Truth. I'm yeah, that's sure. the band I was in in high school that got reunited in 2016 and is still active-ish. Uh, we just got active because Jay's back from. He was deployed in Somalia for a year. Oh damn! And now there's other uh, major events occurring in some of the guys' lives where we're kind of pausing, but we're supposed to do another record somewhat soon. Okay. Um, so that was Moment of Truth. That was my original Rochester origins who, in music. Who writes that stuff? Is that you? Or? Uh, for Moment of Truth? Yeah. Um, it's not. I thought well, it's somebody record? else's baby, right? More or well, well no, no, you no. Tell moment me. of truth. So we're gonna go way, way back. I'm gonna encapsulate it as simply as I can. Uh, there's a dude. Would you know of a guy named Matt Zane? That sounds. That name sounds incredibly okay. familiar. Um, but I well, can't think of a face to go with Matt Zane. Well, long story short, he's responsible for me being in Moment of Truth. Okay. So this band uh, out of Rochester, New York, was already a thing ish. And they were looking for a guitar. Uh, his friend, Jay Zeller, said, and Matt was a great guitarist as a kid. Um, okay. Um, I'll talk about him in half a second. Uh, anyway, well, he's like, Matt's like, yeah, it's not my thing, but my buddy Nate would probably dig it. So, oh, okay. The music, he just said, played with Matt, Matt connected me. This is when we were in high school. Uh-huh. Um, um, anyway, uh, so Matt connected me with Jay. Jay's just like, come over. 
you know, play some stuff for me. And I was probably like way into Pantera and early Metallica at the yeah. time, ACDC, yeah. all, the, all the rock and grunge stuff. We just metal. had like the two best metal bands back then. Right. And I'm sure I hacked the crap out of them. But regardless, yeah. I was good enough for Jay to say, come to this rehearsal. Yeah. And so Jay brought me there. We were downtown Rochester where we rehearsed. And uh, at the time it was Jim on drums, Pat on bass, and Chris also on guitar. But I guess the original other guitarist was Eric Burke. Who's a dear friend? He's a dude in Salako, Nuclear Assault, yeah. Lethargy. Eric Burke sounds yeah, real yeah. familiar. Eric Eric is a fairly well known. Uh, yeah, I feel dude. like I've heard his name. Thrown He's around always as well. in eight thousand bands and sure. still is. But anyway, yeah. Um, so I guess Eric was, I think, picking up with Lethargy or Matricor at the time, and so they wanted somebody. I show up, and they are all like straight edge hardcore, and I am oh. uh, even as a teen. Yeah. I wasn't super wild, but I was definitely yeah. more wild than them. Sure, and not at all into hardcore. Hardcore, never heard it before. Uh-huh. Oh, so basically, okay. I brought my metal tendencies to their hardcore world, and they, and I was uh-huh. like, "Ooh, these songs are pretty cool," and they had an energy. But you you wrote your own parts for? Them? I wrote a lot of my own parts, like the yeah. harmony, secondary yep. color guitar stuff, and at fifteen, sixteen, whatever solos means. Right. Oh, well, I've been playing some... for three years. Yeah, somehow well, they ended up on a demo. <laughs> it's funny. That. I think everybody anyway. always confuses solo with lead. And I mean, I get yeah. it. When somebody says a guitar solo. I'll say lead more I, than solo. Me too, but dude. Yeah. Because it's more specific. Like, uh, that's not really what solo yeah. means. I realized that a guitar solo got, you know, um, what's that word? It got uh, taken over like yeah. that. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I can't remember words right now. That's all good. <laughs> what yeah. is that when a word gets... Uh, it gets you know the crowd Overused, takes yeah. it well they take yeah. it and no change the meaning of it it's uh it'll come to me Fair or it enough. won't but yeah they <laughs> they've uh they you know they usurp the meaning of solo mm-hmm. for guitar mm-hmm. and then everybody just says solo now but it's lead right yeah right yeah so adding you know colors but you were playing and leads in high school i'm sure dude. totally oh, yeah. yeah and they weren't Fuck good yeah. but they were functional uh, i mean you know compared- it, they were pentatonic stuff or Actually, no. Uh, I think part not... of why, why they liked me is I was probably one of the few people they'd run into who knew like the double harmonic yeah, and the different Arabian, du- you know, yeah. Arabian well, minor to well, be politically incorrect now. That's why I mentioned that because, yeah. and, and I'm not that way at all. Yeah. I think, I don't know if we ever talked about that, but like I have no, I don't know any theory at all. I'm definitely always just stumbling around mm-hmm. in the dark, but I, I love that. That's But me. your ear takes over. Yeah. Well, and I'm a producer. So yeah. for me to do that, it's fun for me and I, and it works and it usually works out. Some people sure. love that because- yeah. I tend to work really nice in a group with somebody who really does know a lot of theory and then me who doesn't know a lot of theory. And somehow we tend to like not only get along, but produce better music. Somehow. Yeah. Because you had the, the two, lines, yeah, you had the two uh, yeah. but, street smart and book smarts. You're going to get something yeah, technically yeah. better if the chemistry's yeah, there, right? right? That's a good way to put it. But uh, you, the reason I said about the pentatonic is because mm-hmm. I know times jamming with you, mm-hmm. like that's pretty much, that's mostly what I'm doing is like playing around with right. pentatonic here or there. And I noticed when you would do yeah. leads, like you're definitely not, you're like absolutely like you're in different, in different modes and, and, but it's but like you, it's a feel thing. But I guess yeah, I might have a couple of uh, uh, what do you call? It? I always look at like I look at music like a topographic trail map. Mm-hmm. You're here. Here's all okay. these elevations and terrains. Here's the trail. You can wander off as far as you want, and yeah. if you get lost, you can know where the trail yeah, is. Just right? come back. Yeah. So if I have other terms, if I have an ontology of thoughts and words yeah you know that say i can wander over here yeah safely but you also know this and i know it bothers people when i jam with them um uh, at times 
I love to play outside. Oh, yeah. So I want to do things that just like almost want to make people fall out of time yeah. or piss off their harmonic sense. And that no, kind I of love shit. that. So that's, well, that's what, what I'm talking. This yeah. is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Because so, I feel so many people when you start improving, they're just like, oh, here's the key. I'll look just, what I can do. I'll just stay in the lines yeah. and I'll just do this. Yeah. And, and I honestly, I'm kind of that way too. A lot of times what I'll do is kind of play around with textures and stuff while I'm in the safe space. Mm-hmm. And then sort of, especially when things get a little chaotic, if I feel mm-hmm. like, oh, I could try to step out a little. Yeah. But no, man, you're you're like, which I love, you're right, you're, you're like teasing. You're literally standing on like the other side of the line you know, like jumping back and forth on, with one foot going like, oh, nice. Right. Like <laughs> right. you, you're very, that's why I brought that up. Yeah, I, you, I you guess have a very the, interesting sense of. Uh, well, it's because um, I love cacophony and I think that's what attracted me to metal early on and like the hardcore. Dissonance and yeah, stuff, yeah. you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like you'll even notice that we haven't jammed in a while, which I would love to do. But point yeah, being, we need to do that. there are times where when we play, I will purposely, you know, I'm bending a note and I will purposely bend it a, a touch annoyingly flat or sharp just to see how do people react to it to go yeah. am i allowed to do this here or not right um, oh you'll and i know i crowd. am you'll read the room exactly <laughs> and so with moment yeah. of truth back then it was just i i guess i did things differently speed was not my thing the thing i loved about them was their riffs were cool um that's, that's and, and the energy of the band was like awesome most of metal the riffs gotta be cool and then i didn't actually realize it until after i got back from rochester this summer we played with dri on DRI's 40th anniversary oh, okay. tour. Um, I don't like DRI. Yeah, They're I mean, a legend band. I don't, right on. I, was, I don't know. Thrash D- Zone is the only album I like. I honestly don't know DRI. You the, probably the, do, but... If I yeah. heard it, I'd know yeah. it. But what, it's 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 black metal, or would you say it was no, no, speed metal? No, no, it's more hardcore, kind it's of hardcore. thrashy. Hardcore, thrashy. Yeah, okay. They've been around forever. They're legends, and they're nice guys. Super cool. Right. Well, I didn't realize that my very first show with Moment of Truth back in the day... Was with DRI. Oh, that okay. Back so, then, before you toured with them, um, we didn't tour, but oh. we, they played Rochester. Oh, we when, they, when they yeah, you opened yeah. before you opened for them. Yeah, so one of the first shows was with them. Luckily, back in the early days of Moment of Truth and in Rochester, we were connected with awesome people for one, but they were also connected with the touring hard music acts. Yeah, right. So depending well, on who it was, yeah. we got the best booked of the as local. an opener. Yeah, dude. Well, that's you know like Dreadnought. Yeah. That uh, and Emily Shreves mm-hmm. and they get booked uh, for big big shows and I feel yeah. like they kind of they kind opening of opening for nationals is amazing yeah and they, and they got a great huge spot crowds. like that where everybody's like hey the, these are local guys that rule and bring yeah. a lot of people that's how that's how we were and it was amazing and I was yeah. definitely the for lack of a better term outsider becoming the insider with yeah. them that's cool. but it was just fun so and, they had been together for a while before you yeah, I mean six high months school. oh yeah. six months oh come on but we're jumping right in getting shows with, and, but they were playing see you know, yeah, that's pretty much the beginning totally you, were right we're, there you know we go to Buffalo Lockport Syracuse Erie yeah we, and that's how we never because I know a bunch of people from Buffalo totally and I think that's yeah. we have some connections there I don't, I'm not sure who yeah so we play with bands I doubt you would have heard of like IND, probably not. No. Uh, everybody, I think, still knows the name Snapcase. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't they know. were they were big in the hardcore world. They were huge. Uh, we did yeah. shows with Sick of It All, Biohazard. Oh, Biohazard. It was right ridiculous. Now. Like I was like, we're doing what? Yeah, I remember Biohazard. It was they're, fun. they're like a super nasty metal group. Biohazard is the only hardcore band that Warner Brothers ever signed, and they mm. made a ton of money. Yeah, I, I remember them for Bobby sure. Bobby is cool as shit. Their drummer, Danny, cool as shit. Mm-hmm. That's where my story ends. Oh, okay. 
No, but sorry. I guess they're actually back together with the original lineup. Just, yeah, yeah. Don't I, talk. I, I'm not a shit talker. Nah, I'm a little um, bit. Of, I notice on this show, man. Sometimes I'll listen back. Oh, I have my in, internal temptation to. Yeah, no, you. But you're very. Things. Yeah, dude, you did the. But that's just not my way. Yeah, I, it's it's the right way to be. Believe me, yeah. if I was a different me and wanted to just run. And well, I'm sure people have that about me too, and that's fine. That's but the old me. axiom of like, um, yeah. you don't have something nice to say. No, I just don't want to have to deal with the nonsense that'll come with it. Actually, that's <laughs> not even it. It's <laughs> no, more. Well, the nonsense comes because you're you are you're putting it out. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is better just. I don't internal. know if I call it karmic, but well, you know what? I think it's it's harder uh, to internalize it and just let it be. Is harder, but man, sometimes when I think of the times I'm able to do that, it's always better. Yeah. it's always the right way to do yeah. it. So, but it's fun sometimes. It's like nah, fuck it. Especially yeah. after you've had a couple of beers. Or <laughs> it's right. like, but no, that's what this show is very... about. I'm, I'm trying to loosen you up, Nate, I know. so that you spill the fucking yeah, beans, man. I got a lot man. of friends who do that because they're like, there was a time, and I'm like, yeah, there was a time where I was uh, a little more out of my head, and that's fine. Not sure. like insane, but willing to be a bit more loose yeah, than, right, than right. Uh, I feel like I want to be anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, you've matured. Sure. I mean, I can tell you all the gnarliest jokes in the world, and yeah, I got funny stories, but yeah, um, and I'm happy to tell any and all of them. Right. But I just, I'm, I don't know, there's just something about me where it just, I, I turned a corner, I'm like, I like the boringish life, but yeah. I still want my adventures, and we'll I still get positive. to have them. Huh? Let's stay positive without being toxic about that positivity. That's true. You know, because yeah, that's we'll a bunch of honest. shit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and that's I'm honest glad, is the best way. Damn straight. I'm glad you said that too, because that's the one I keep. Well, that's the in vogue thing to be now. I know. It's like pretend well, nothing's wrong ever. I hear a lot about you know, toxic. Like Charlotte's yeah. therapist, and she's always talking about this the to- toxic positivity. It's I hear about it a lot. Gross, man, and it's, it's, it's messing me, up society. But to me, that does seem so strange because it's this weird. So you're being you're being disingenuous with yourself, like you're not really happy but you're saying you're happy well, i think you're marketing a disingenuous happiness uh, yeah right i and think you're really inside, suffering like, even right now if you were to ask yeah. me i've got how can you not 40 s- things in my heart and head that on a level i would love to talk shit about mm-hmm. or just put out there but i know they're not worth it because i've i am okay fortunate. how about one how about one can you give us one no, nah, it's all good. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm that's for me to derail you. I mean, because I could always be better. No, that's I'm just it what a joke. It is, you know? No, I hear Oh, you. yeah, yeah. No, dude, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. But that for is sure. a big thing now, is it's either like, and <laughs> I'm not going to go down the road deep. I'm just going to do it on a very superficial level. Um, I'm one of those morons who's on TikTok. Oh, okay. And like I see the, the political TikTok. Yeah. Okay, here, you're going to get the one. Yeah, let's get it. At least. Mm, I'll say at political? least forty percent, if not sixty to seventy percent of America is full of really fucking stupid people. And by that, oh, no. I used to think it was intellectual. Yeah. No, I realize it's actually emotional, which affects the intellectual. But with that, yeah. and I, I'm not saying I, I am pro right or left or I am anti right or no, left. That statement is not right or left. You just saying I am people just are saying dumb. People are fucking, fucking stupid, dumb. and it bothers me because. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm that smart. And, well, and, uh, so what qualifies as dumb, though? I mean, you, uh, denying basic facts. Yeah. Um, See, this is okay, and this is that's a good point. I don't even know that that is that. Well, I would use other words than dumb, is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm abstracting about. it to that term. Well, so, everybody yeah. with you know the alternate. Well, that's I'll invoke the you know alternative facts. The whole notion people have of um, question everything, its it comes from a good place and like started, I think, from a good intellectual place. When they were younger. But dude. It started. Yeah, but well, so it's okay. From a good place, that is. Here's, here's I think the basic 
gist of it is it's okay to question yes. literally everything i and think always. so i'm a cynic i'm a i i'm a contrarian all the way but also the backside of that if you're going to have you know some but integrity you can't stay in that mode except except the reality that ex- you know it's it's okay to not to not accept your first narrative you hear or even the most popular narrative you hear but once you really like find out and do the research accept what is not what you yeah. want to be because i think people convince themselves or someone a lot of times someone else convinces them of a thing right and then this ego of i won't let go of that thing exactly and it's so fucked up dude Fragility. it's so yeah. fucked up that's not that's that's to me i mean immaturity is the word maybe i would use it's For a very sure. immature egotistical Une- yeah, way yeah. to live your it's life it's unevolved in a way i mean what's weird too is to go back to 13, 14 years old. This thought I had clear as day, no later than the age of 14. And it was aimed at my parents. Okay. And at 49, nah, actually at 47, I started embracing it fully again. I know I may not be right, but I know you're wrong. Uh And that's how I operated then. And I made it amplified. Yeah. 40, 50X into my 20s. And I was just like, fuck everybody and everything. I know nothing and I know you know less. Yeah. And I'm not in a suitable, stable mindset because I'm still managing hormones and my desire <laughs> okay. to live I'm, I'm, in I'm, this I'm, fucked up world. Right, right. And then once I turn that corner going, no, I definitely do. Because A, I'm surprised I made it this long. Yeah. And B, now I actually have some motivation and will. Um, And now at 49, I'm seeing the world as it is going, yeah, it's the same thing. The thing is, I, I stand by that. I know I may not be right, but I know you are wrong. Yeah. But between us, there is something better. And are you willing, like I am, to work toward that better? And if not, if you're going to be staunch in that, you were just to that, that uh, reality denying yeah. obstinance. Yeah. Then I'm just going to go, you're dumb as fuck. Yeah. That's why I said dumb earlier, because yeah, that's just my go-to is right, right, right. you're dumb as fuck. You're de- denial. And there is no point in having a dialogue anymore the only thing I do like is we've labeled each other so we can see each other from a distance Mm -hmm. and go I'm not going to avoid you I'm just going to take a path that doesn't require me to get any closer to you sure And but if we do cross paths I'll be decent enough and here's the thing is can you I think this is here's the new like (laughs) I don't know how new it. here's my (laughs) latest well my yeah maybe (laughs) that's a better word for it but the, the mental acrobatics of Still getting close to somebody in a certain way, but then navigating the conversation interaction so that you know, you know, to stay away from an aspect of a person, but not the whole person. Right. That's agreed. Yeah. The Venn diagramming of each other. Fucking hard. It is because now see because we're having a great conversation. We have had been having a great conversation for several years now. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But there's in our Venn diagram, there's a lot of yeah. And it's like, can you can you still have a good interaction if your if your Venn diagram your overlaps a lot smaller? And I think you probably could. And I have them actually with a frequency, which is amazing. But it is when but people give up. That's why I think people have a threshold and they got like, nah, man, fatigue or surrender. Yeah. Yeah. If you Mm -hmm. disagree with this, there was somebody that we were just talking about. I forget um, that their partner, their new, I think, boyfriend is like a huge uh, Trump guy. And but he's also just happens to be, you know, wink, wink, coincidence, a huge fucking racist and homophobe and bigot. (laughs) Right. If now, otherwise, that, he's a yeah. real nice guy. 
<laughs> so it's like no it's so weird it's like, how people avail that that's the nice why they said for generations you don't talk about politics or religion fucking... because that way you don't see the inner workings of people you just see the exterior well, get along behavior yeah and, and it's dude i know it's hard i mean as as somebody even though i'm not really jewish assassins out there listen i'm not technically Jew, <laughs> you're but jewish ish right according but, to george santos that <laughs> right, motherfucker that's, that's me i'm santos <laughs> right now but um yeah i mean i, I there's i haven't had too much discrimination but you know the little bit or the thought thereof of it it's hard and and i think it's the small in my life i've maybe tried to understand or comprehend the the kind of strife that like mm-hmm. my african american friends have lived through because then i start hearing this shit and i'm like well it's in some ways because of past trauma experience Sure. You people draw lines that yeah. that I couldn't even disagree with you drawing that line. You know, in in this case, I don't know if I had a girlfriend who was super sweet and nice and everything, but she was a racist and a bigot and a homophobe. I probably couldn't couldn't You can't. I couldn't be That's with that heart of heart person. stuff and that's yeah. what people are parading now. So now, 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 I said girlfriend. I mean, not even do I'm saying that for could I even be a friend? Other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, significant, sure. But well, even yeah. just how about on the outskirts? Could I even have like a friend like that? Well, maybe that's maybe now. Well, they're yeah. an arm's length friend, likely. Yes. You know? So there we go. So the the, the tighter the relationship, the, the yeah. more you want to pull those bubbles of the Venn diagram yeah. together. And maybe that's the kind of thing of. You know, when you when you start to overlap less and less with a friend, let's say, yeah. those bubbles get a little further and further away. I had a band breakup and... over somebody revealing something they were either hiding or persuaded into. Oh. It, uh, politically related or something? What do you mean by Amongst that? other things, yeah. I think I know the band talking about. I'm not I sure. I think you do. Dude, now, listen, I told you my show's about talking shit. If you want to go there. No, I don't. I know. I don't wish I don't the personal will. I'm just, uh, it's too I really don't think you to should this, on this To one. this day, we were once very good friends. Yeah. We made wonderful music yeah. together. And then something got revealed. And within an hour and a half, many years of work. That's whew, crazy. Just up up in smoke that's just crazy and it was a very uh, i never understood that and i know and we're not we're deaf i'm not gonna go down the road don't have to go down the road don't have to name names but it was really surprising but this band that you were in yeah and i remember that that surprised me too and i never understood what happened or it was crazy it took me a while to go what just happened to yeah this thing I looked forward to every week for so yeah, many a huge years. Whirlwind. And but then there's the, like, but uh, then you have to unfortunately embrace that change and shift gears, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and if, you know, it well, is what I, it is. I think, yeah, that's true. And I, you know, and I've also, of course, we've all been in like bands where sometimes there's, it's like a relationship. Sometimes there can be a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, imagine, I just, imagine joining a band and you learn that, the drummer and bassist had been dating for like five years and broke up two weeks before you joined this band. Yeah. That was a fun dynamic. Oh, that that's but, this band you're talking about. No, no, not, no. Different <laughs> band, actually. Oh, oh, different band. Evidently, I had a, uh, uh, what's the, what's the term? Wait, so uh, they just, wait, this is a different band. Okay. This, yeah. They this just broke I first up. Moved out the here. drummer and its bassist yeah. just broke up. Male and female. They were, uh, they had been together the, in a relationship. Real, they, they had a good rhythm section up. going. You know, I always thought that. I thought a drummer and, ba- and a girl bassist and a guy drummer would be or like the way. best couple ever. Yeah, it could be the other Assuming way. it's going well. The rhythm section, they have to be fucking like Locked real good. I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> they're the rhythm section, You'd hope. dude. The drums and the bass. Yeah, the their cycles. Motherfuckers. Well, up. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. so I, I actually okay. joined a band where that happened and it yeah. was okay for a few months. And then I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. 
It's not okay anymore. It, well, it wasn't okay with one of them. Yeah. So uh, the dynamic. Oh, then, got a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Dude, personal dynamics, man. It's well, everything. That's. Uh, I might have talked about, no, I don't know if I really said this exact story on this show before, but I say it all the time about um, Eat the Sun. Mm-hmm. And I love those guys. Dave Sandoval's been on this show. and He should be. He's a love that dude. Dude, he was already on band. once. And I want to have After Nations with him on here again. Right he's one of my very best friends. And even Matt, his brother, even though he's not actively playing music, mm-hmm. I'd love to sit down and talk to that motherfucker. Yeah. He's a silly ass Yes, he is a fun bastard. guy. I love those guys so much. Yeah. Well, they're Ben Eat the Sun. It's really what, it's it's the uh, it was my decision. I'm not going to put it on them to say that, that it's there. But it, when they broke up, that's when I decided that I wasn't I was going to dissolve my record label. And then I, I kind of didn't. I actually still have the record labels, right. just not very active. It's right. like it's in a it's in a hibernated state. Well, you got to have the right release to want to to want to do it again. I don't it, know yeah. if that'll even ever happen. But I was working with all these artists and like and and they were this one where I just had oh, such dude, hope you and promise. And me- and it was two brothers, Matt and Dave, who are good, still uh, yeah, patched all up and they're friends, great yeah. now, but they just went through a big falling out right before they went on tour. Yep. Tour canceled, whole thing canceled, box of CDs laying there. And I was they like, they were the one it, band I always wanted to go see. They're amazing, dude. I, they were the one band I wanted to book all of my them. band shows I, with. I played um, <laughs> Cajon with them, I think, yep. once or twice because they didn't have a drummer. Right. And I was like, I hear you guys practicing every night. I fucking know these enough. Right. Like, to just like bang on this I was box. probably at one of those gatherings at the mansion. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That then burned down. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, I know. Man, stories and stories. Imagine living through that craziness that yeah. they had to. Holy crap. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, you were dude, gone from there and obviously yeah, they was. were living there. But dude, now with Charlotte, like. Yeah. That has. Well, she was living there too when it yes, happened. Yes, and I'm and I won't. I'd let her talk for herself. But that has had some deep trauma wounds, How as it would it to anybody. Yes. How could it not? I can't even imagine. Your I home is gone. Everything oh, you've dude. worked for and toward, yes. gone. And and different people are different. I think in terms of like their possessions mm-hmm. and what I, I have friends where if they lost their home, of course they'd be incredibly sad and frustrated and whatever. But it's not like like for me, I I you know shed a big tear for this when it happened because i was like dude that's i've built my you know studio here in my home and it's like my whole a lot of your formative years in it's like my boulder you're in colorado or probably in that house for a time oh yeah and i did it there too well but that's what i mean so to for me that's such a thing to like have i i'm so uh uh, ocd and like you know, controlling about my space and my mm-hmm. stuff and the way things are hooked up and the built, you know, the building yeah. blocks of my life that kind of get me to where I am to, mm-hmm. t- and it's a lot of it's material and yeah. to say like, well, all of it's just burned and it's all like just right. gone zero now. It's, you couldn't get, there wouldn't be enough money in the world. You could say, well, the next day you won the lottery and you got like a hundred million dollars. I'm like, yeah, but I'll never have that that all of those that artifacts work. all of those art yes that evidence every, and it to me that's and i'm maybe i'm materialistic but like artifacts and evidence is so huge i think that's for a me. difference you know do you want a do you want a lamborghini because you can get a lamborghini and you think it gives you prestige or do you want that record that fourth from the left record yeah that's what you're after is my guess yeah you yeah know? you know we're lucky to be where we are in life sure are we the richest or the poorest? No, we're somewhere comfortably in between. Yeah, God, comfortably middle class, you dude. Know? In this day but and you age, you chose that fourth record from the left yeah, for a reason. And I don't know if you could name it. I'm not asking you to. The but fourth from the left on the very upper left. Left, I can't. They're alphabetical. The oh right. shit, dude. See? The very first one, I think the second one is 2001 Space Odyssey. The very first one's another one. It's like a date. Uh, you're in um, numbers then letters like you should be. Yeah, <laughs> but there's only a couple numbers. The fourth one in is probably a letter. 
Right. She might be John Anderson. I'm going to guess John huh. a John Anderson record. I don't know which one because I got like four, but it's one of okay. his. Probably. I love John. I love Yes. I'm a big Yes fan. Dude. Huh. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, so you, you were so metal, but then uh, that's another thing about you, man. Not just the playing is like very uh, like outside the box but you are just a super eclectic especially about rock well, I was music. I was raised in the best stuff from my parents before their Is music right? taste went Who to was shit it, was your dad a big my, my mom, mom I've learned later in life that it was more my mom opening my dad up to other music but I was growing okay. up on yes yeah, 70s he was a little yes, more stiff Elton John yeah. Uh, oh yeah do you know the amazing Rhythm Aces? No. Pablo Cruz. Oh uh, yeah Pablo Cruz yeah. good for you because not a lot of people do no, uh, no. but and I, I mean, barely had, know I've yeah, all that what, rock. What did he do? He has one. Yeah, I don't know much about him. All I know is when I hear them, I think I'm three to eleven years old. It's a guy. Know? As a band, I thought I, it was just it's a guy. band. Oh, as okay. far as I know, Pablo I don't Cruz know if it's a, if it's a guy's name. You know more pa- than I do. Pablo Cruz has one real one song that probably. I'm, no, but I, don't know. I grew up because okay. they were in regular rotation. Yeah, you know, Beach Boys, Christmas. Oh, yeah. you know, Fuck all yeah, the, Beach Boys. Oh, I Beach was Boys raised so on all the right music, totally. and then of course. You know, ninety six WCMF in Rochester. Yeah, was the the rock, rock. station. Fuck yeah! And that, then, like eighties, nineties rock was so good. It was well, sixties, seventies, eighties, and anyway. Oh yeah, 90s, yeah. That's, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking like yeah. it, for me, I I remember definitely my mom's collection. There was you know we had like the Beatles and and the Beach Boys. Oh and yeah, that tons kind of, stuff. of Beatles. Yeah, and but see in the beginning, I, I don't know. To me, it wasn't until a little bit later, really more like college yeah. that. I got really into the Cat Beatles. Cat Stevens, you know, name it. Yeah, Cat Stevens. I was Stevens, into it. It was good. But I, what I was going to say is I think I remember early on being like pushed a lot of like sort of pop stuff. And as a kid, I love oh, Michael sure. Jackson. I love the modern pop, but trying to like listen yeah. to older Beatles, it yeah. never grabbed me, but the weirder shit did. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes got me. I oh, remember God, yeah. stealing my mom's record close to, she had close to the edge. All scratched Relayer up. Relayer is the best one, but that's still a great record. Relayer is my favorite one. Relayer is the best one. My absolute favorite is Relayer, dude. And I mean, and to me, that they're almost like sister records because they both have sure. three track. Anyway, but she had Close to the Edge. And I still remember being like, maybe my daughter's age or a little bit older, like maybe 10 at the oldest. And stealing that record and putting it on like in yeah. my room on the record player. Yeah. And it blew my fucking little yep. mind in a way i just i guess i didn't understand like musicality in the same way mm-hmm. and when i heard these guys doing it like with the rock band it just it, it i changed was, you oh it really did it's just i i still have this moment of like you know me standing in my room listening on my little shitty turntable with my like jaw on the floor like what the fuck is <laughs> yeah. this and the birds are chirping and shit yeah. and i'm like dude because at that point everything geared toward kids especially is like very pop very in your face and this was like this subtle it was almost like an Mm -hmm. orchestra doing a thing but with rock music and Mm -hmm. I was to this day I mean that's still one of my favorite compositions and one of my favorite bands and it's still probably my favorite rock genre the guy who's produced many of my records worked with Yes all through the 70s (gasps) dude that's impressive what's his name Neil Kernan Neil Kernan he's got his fingers all over tons of records good dude dude. also Rochester no no he's originally from England Uh, he he made his real name working with doing the early Hall & Oates stuff in the 80s oh that's badass dude love Hall & Oates dude is multi-grammy and the the tone on yeah he knows what's up okay so how did you get how do you know that guy Eric Burke. Oh, Burke again, yeah. right. I And I swear- All the conduit. I gotta look you know, up Eric whole, Burke because I feel like I know You that should. Name. He is the sweetest dude. It's funny because- you know He's an LA guy though. No, right? no. 
He's Rochester born. He oh, was he's, in, he's still there. In he New was York. in Lethargy. Uh, half the uh, half of Lethargy is now half of Mastodon. That's all the moment of truth. Rochester, dude. This is metal why it's, it's Mastodon is the connection there. Yeah. So how do Eric Burke? What is he? How is he connected to Mastodon? This well, is Eric why I know him. was in Lethargy with. Uh, so he and Braun started Lethargy back oh. in Rochester when oh, we were Braun all teenagers. Was, Braun from Mastodon. Braun was in and lethargy. Bill of Mastodon were half. Oh, of, and Bill was in Lethargy. We're both oh. in Lethargy with Eric and uh, Adam oh, Routier, all fuck. dear friends. Long story short, when okay. I was uh, brought in a moment of truth. We would play Club Braun sometimes, which was his mom's basement. Yeah. Oh, and that's we cool. would have parties Dude. and they would just be, you know, parties <laughs> being thrown and all the local bands of so that Braun, circle. So Braun from Mastodon, his mom's basement, you're, yeah. you're playing yeah, parties we're, there. Yeah, we're just hanging out, that's you awesome. know, which is why I appreciate our friendship to this day. Yeah, you know? that's sick as fuck. Um, so I thought, yeah, all, I thought you were, you were closer to Bill though, right? No, I'm closer to Braun than oh, I am okay. Bill. Oh, sure. Uh, right. Bill has been warming over the years. Yeah. Not that we ever had a falling out or anything. It's just uh, Braun and I had more of a friendship. Uh, Bill He's, and I have developed more of one yeah, over time. Over time yeah. the, Bill's the only one that I ever met with any, for any significant mm-hmm. amount of time. And yeah. it was a weird thing because he just happened to go... They they were playing a show, uh, and this was before the show, I think. And okay. me and my now ex-wife, Amber, Amber Ortega, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember her, um, we were like getting some food and drinks before at the Cheeky Monk. Used to be right across from one of the, wherever they were playing. I forget, it was the Fillmore or the Ogden or something. And he came in there, him and like, a, I don't know, okay. I don't know if that's his wife or a date or whoever. He, he had, he had it was him, and, him and some Any woman. Any idea of the year? Uh, this would have been, yeah, um... Fuck man, I don't Pre-2010? know. Pre 2010? No, probably around then or later. They they were that show. If I remember right, they were opening up for Death Clock. Oh, I was at that tour. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a few stories about that. One yeah, too. my my good friend Jeff Barone, who worked for Tour that Supply was SR Studios, that was Fillmore. Fillmore, okay. Mm-hmm. He got me tickets to that. Yeah. Uh, awesome dude, by the way, too. Another Buffalo guy, Jeff mm-hmm. Barone. And his dad, um, I know forget his name. Yeah, dude, I'm sure. His dad, I forget his dad's name. But but Jeff himself is like a virtuoso player, keyboard, yeah. guitar, bass. Um, and he played in all kinds of bands back in the day. Uh, but he was working at SIR Studios, or I think maybe Tour Supply at the time. And he got me the tickets to that show, me and Amber. Mm-hmm. So we go to the Cheeky Monk first. And we're like sitting at the bar and there's fucking Billy Kay. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, may, I didn't say much to like, hi, <laughs> you know, but I, I stayed face yeah. to face, stood there with him and said yeah. hello for two seconds and probably <laughs> shook his hand. Right. And I was like, wow. <laughs> right. Because I it's fucking crazy. love Mastodon. Yeah. I'm a huge Mastodon fan. I've said for years, friends are not friends. I'm a huge fan. So it's convenient. And if you're me, quite the blessing. Yeah, that you're a fan. They, they have, always, friends with a they have always taken care of me. Yeah. Dude. At every show. And it's it's uh, it's weird. The, the one that got away, here's me. It's not talking negative shit, but it is me talking shit. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. 2018. They play Red Rocks with Primus. That's a tour opener, right? Okay. So we go, we have a good time. Blah, 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 you know, Primus. Blah, blah, blah. A few weeks later, I get a text from Braun. He goes, get to Chicago tomorrow. And like, I wasn't in a position to just get on a plane yeah. because I'm I'm, I'm uh, not broke, but I'm not rich. Uh, yeah, that right. So but dude. get on a plane. I'm like, dude, I can't. He's like, get here. I'll take care of you. I don't go. I'm a douche. Yeah. Um, you know how Primus has that miscellaneous debris album? No, I don't know miscellaneous. Miscellaneous debris. I, I'm not. Th- I don't know that much. Oh, Primus. Okay. It's Which all covers. Is- they, had, they did like a, oh. oh, have a cigar. 
They did all these tunes. I'm sure I've heard some of those yeah. covers, but I didn't know the album Well, they covers, do Intruder no. on it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Peter Gabriel shows up to sing it with him, which is why Braun said, get your ass to Chicago. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm a big hairy pussy. You know? Yeah, and you didn't and do I it. I didn't go, so he just sends me a picture of that. If you see pictures of Braun, he's always going, <gasps> big smile with whoever, and yeah. he's like next to one of his heroes. Oh, Cause man. He, he and that was one of our kinships early on. Yeah. Peter Gabriel, early Genesis. Dude, early Genesis. Dude. I yeah. love early Genesis, yeah. man. Yeah. Selling England is my favorite. That's a great one. Landwise Down's really good too. I mean, they're, they're... most of disc one, almost all of disc one, and a good chunk of disc two. God, I'm saying disc vinyl. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bastard. Right. Well, that's what I, because it's I'm like, they're not, neither of them are double albums, are they? It is. Uh, oh, Landwise Down is Lamis. two. Yeah, oh, not, you're not right. That's England, two yeah. vinyl. Right. It's not that long. It must have been Ethel. Yeah. Dude. That, that album rules, man. I love it. I love it. I'm a big Genesis Selling fan. England. I yeah. like later Genesis. I liked, um, you know, some of the singles. I liked uh, Land of Confusion. That was probably the last Genesis I liked. But that got me. And they still play it on the radio all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's they were huge. fucking good, Well, that dude. was kind of the point you were asking before. Is like, we were probably one of the last generations-ish, or at least me, to grow up with radio everywhere. Yeah. So I also was in, you know, early hip-hop I was hearing. That's right. I remember I had MTV, they, Joski Love, they'd push this dance on and all that other garbage. Yeah. Roxanne, Roxanne was Roxanne. good. Yeah, dude. Well, I remember um, uh, Rock Me Amadeus from Falco, not rap, but no, Amadeus, but still Amadeus. new pop. No, I, I remember um, got the early me. Rammstein, which was Falco. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, in its infancy, the you know? early Rammstein. Wait, if you if you backtrack Rammstein, yeah. I think it's Falco. Who's Fal- oh, yeah, Falco? Rock me, Amadeus. Oh, that's Amadeus's Falco. To me, that. that's I don't where know. Rammstein I didn't know comes whoever from. Whoever did that, yeah, that's where Ra- that to me is where Rammstein comes from. Well, when you're saying this about, I'm sure it had to be the radio, but mm-hmm. I got hooked on fucking um, Will Smith's album, Fresh mm. Prince. It was the Fresh Prince and sure. and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yep, Home Base. Yep, and they play. I think it was Kid summertime. Getting play. Oh. play had re- yeah, man, and they'd play this shit. MC Hammer. I yeah. definitely had some MC Hammer cassettes. Oh, we can't be friends anymore. No, <laughs> dude, I did. I was dude, a kid. We used to play laser tag to thriller and yes. on the wall, off the wall, off the wall. Sorry, yes. At oh, my, my next door neighbor, Naveen's house. Yeah, they had an eight well, track. Yeah, ooh. and we would play laser tag, the early one with the like. Yeah, that I remember that fucking thing, and we would just have that stuff on. Yeah, dude, listening to Michael well, Jackson. Michael Jackson. That I was saying, that was my first big musical love, you know. And I always make that joke of like, I'm glad I never met him. Yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons as a You're little right, boy after what you who learned. loved Michael yeah. Jackson that I hear Hannibal Burris is great. like Hannibal Burris at a roast talking about Justin Bieber he's like I hate your music more than Bill Cosby hates my comedy <laughs> and that's how we all kind of feel about Michael Jackson now if you have yeah. anything uh, yeah, no, it's, any integrity it's even sketch. though he was a music legend yes absolutely and that's so that I mean in terms of uh records and musicality mm-hmm. Michael Jackson was absolutely my first and I knew yeah. and I had all of them and there wasn't that many when I was a kid I think like at some point Bad came out that was like the newest right? one so there's only Off the Wall yeah. and um, what's the Thriller f- and Thriller and Bad mm-hmm. and that's really it and then there was Jackson 5 shit which I remember not liking now I like Jackson 5 sure. for sure yeah, I, you I see I love, where it comes from I love most Motown yeah. really is awesome and think about it too Michael's earlier performances it was before all this lip syncing stuff. So like you yeah. would hear him huffing and puffing, puffing while he's executing totally. the choreography and yeah. singing. I mean, yep. but he's still singing well. You just heard him huffing and puffing. Unlike yeah. now where it's all 
And, there, and, and right on there doing the show, blah, blah, blah. But he was performing. Oh, yeah. There's there's old video of him from like sort of, I think, like maybe late 70s, early 80s kind of stuff. Kind of the bad era, I yeah. think. Where he is, not only can you hear him huffing, puffing, but in this old ass video, you can see him literally drenched yeah. in sweat. Because they just went from song to song to scene to scene to thing to thing. Mm-hmm. And you'd watch this and it was like, fuck. And 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 a couple of times I remember thinking, watching him live, like it has to be, this is like fast. It's sped up. And you listen to the original, like, no, that shit's just fast, dude. Mm-hmm. A lot of those songs were fast and had crazy and weird- And live, they're going to be faster. Yeah. And they just filled with like crazy weird runs. and The, the playing, singing, dancing, everything mm-hmm. to that stuff was like- so impossibly hard to pull off live and you can see him doing it and I mean it's live it's not the same as a record but like right. he's he's literally like pouring in sweat and mm-hmm. totally out of breath shit like that impresses me but delivering oh yeah you, th- that sort of reminds me of you know another one of my favorite live shows ever and I know I've talked about it a couple times maybe on this show is uh, Pucifer Oh my Never God. seen them, and honestly, Dude, I have a harder time engaging with them. Musically. The records, the records are weird, and so, they're very hit or miss. Some of the records I really love, and some of them I just never got at all. But dude, the live show, and what reminded me of this oh, is I'm sure it's amazing. This last one that I saw them at, which is now maybe a year or two ago, maybe two years ago now. Okay. But there's this one song where like this part happens in the song two or three times. It's the intro, but then it's sort of like the pre-chorus, and every time they hit it, it's a real groovy spot. The two singers, it's it's Maynard and I forget her name. She's Kira or something. She's the other singer. Okay. They start like as fast as they can running in circles around the stage for like this whole huh. section. And then immediately when the section ends, they stop and they, right. and they sing fucking perfectly. And they even like make fun of, there's one of them after like two or three times doing this in this song that while they're running around the stage, they both like synchronously like stop and like, you know, yeah. very, very uh, animated, like breathing, marionette. catching their breathing. Yeah. Ah, da, da. But then they just keep running again <laughs> yeah. and stop and sing perfectly. And I'm like, uh-huh. dude, it, it reminds me of That's watching training. those Michael Jackson videos, like motherfucker. And yeah. I, I mean, here, okay, here's something. I'll draw a little bit of shade here to kind of we're getting to kind of close it out. Taylor Swift, you know, everybody loves Taylor Swift, and and she ha- plays through the rain, plays in heat. You know, I'm I'm sure I get flamed for talking shit on per, poor little Taylor, but like I just don't. I think it's maybe it's not even her. It's the setups now, the the way they the the, the sets, the changes, the help the help that they have, yeah. the technology. Like I don't know <laughs> when I when I look back at some of these people, or even now some of the people that don't have such right. support pulling off crazy acrobatics i'm like more impressed you know i i I hear pink is unreal live because she's unbelievably acrobatic to your point sure and delivers yeah melodically and energetically pink Pink has always been like super fucking impressive to me as well was it for a pop star whenever i've seen her do stuff you ever seen that movie pop star which one's no andy samberg i don't know if i did ah pop star yeah (laughs) (laughs) what I don't know. It's one of my all-time favorite comedies now. Oh, okay. Pop I don't want to give it? you anything about it. All right. Okay. I uh, no, I the answer to that question. It. I don't know. Everybody's in it. Oh, really? You'll know what I mean. It's got a lot of cameos. Okay. I'll check it out. I that's, no, You will laugh your I'm ass I'm not the best at always. Re- There's been so many times where I go, I've never seen that movie. And then I like look at the box art and, or read the description. I go, oh, yeah, dude. I fucking saw that movie like three times. <laughs> I'm just a that shit movie. memory. 
out of control. So funny. if it's very popular pop star, I might have saw it, but it's not ringing a bell. It's like the the Lonely Island stuff where he does all those, you know, like the dick in a box skits, that type of stuff from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It, lots of music in it. Okay. And for the time it was released, yeah. almost all those songs were better than anything that was on, on the, the radio, radio. That's awesome. With a very hysterical plot Dude, and a bunch of jokes. It's It surprises me, you know, people people get so fixated on these big artists and their hooks and their hits. And it becomes a personality persona thing, but to the point you were just saying. For sure. So my daughter, right, she listens to all of this, like, what I would say on the surface is crap. Like she loves My Little Pony. So My Little Pony has albums and albums of My Little Pony songs. Except when we listen to My Little Pony songs in the car, I'm like- It's all Evot and Neage. Well, it's just, vi- it's very well produced. Of course. And it's very much, it's, it's, it's copying a lot of stuff that's on the radio, but in a really like relatable, easy, fun, like I'm singing it. I'm later like singing the, <laughs> singing the hooks. The wheels in the bus go round yeah. and round. No, I mean, it's d- just with you because it's hooky. But dude, it's good. Yeah. Yes. And, but like said, that's the thing too. They're not just, they're not just hokey hooks that just over and over again, carnival right. music. Like, no, they're good fucking right. hooks that get you and some really good production. Yeah. And it just, it always, it amazes me in a certain way. I mean, we know this, like music is so open-ended and musicality is so, especially now with streaming services, mm-hmm. there's so much available to everybody. It's all over the place. But when my little seven-year-old is like, listen to this goofy cartoon music right. and I'm like, dude, that shit is fucking tight. I'm imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining like some big ass producer, mm-hmm. like making that shit good, you know? And I think about so many amazing artists and music that i have can you hear I don't like know anything this about. sort of sounds like this band i dig in it at all or sometimes, no sometimes you can't yeah, yeah sometimes it's cool. very obvious you're like that's to rip well, it's off like of this disney song. movies where they just figure out something disney. for everybody yeah disney's the same way dude yeah. she'll listen to those disney soundtracks and they some of them fucking rule man yeah. and you're, now i know that because it's disney i go okay well they spent millions of dollars on it i understand this sure but um yeah, it 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 pulls me in a certain way, and that and that's that's was kind of the bigger point I was getting at, where I think people get so fixated on like personality, and America's and it, addiction to celebrity is ridiculous. Cele- yeah, yeah, it's celebrity, and it's like yeah, but the- worthwhile or worthless if right. it's sensational, people want to fixate. Sure, and I to be, I'm going to be honest, like I never understood that, and that's I think there's this thing where it's I was because you're smart yeah I get my well or not I think it's again it gets back to egotistical thinking and mm-hmm. fixation and attachment and I'm trying I'm very much the zen mm-hmm. try to be as zen as possible and like the advocate of, of push all that stuff right. away and when it comes to music like the work look at the yeah. work listen to the music and celebrity I don't understand why that would <laughs> influence my goes back to that thing I said many minutes ago okay about the brightness of population yeah well and and, you know they they market to low-hanging fruit sure but that's celebrity celebrity look at the kardashians so well the the general public buys celebrity so well when i couldn't give a fuck about it right and i don't know that i would just say it's smart and dumb it's just a weird we have a different i realize i have a very different thought process than most people but also to me it's a conundrum because i can't understand it if i'm i'm listening to and okay I've said this many times with, um, oh, I can't think of what her name is. There's a very popular uh, artist now, and she's awesome too. Like the band is, I think it's a whole band. It's her. It's really good. Every single album cover, it's like looking up at her underwear. Like every single one, it's right. her. Sex like, sells. Se- sex sells, <clears throat> I guess. But then I'm like, dude, who who in their right mind really buys that album to listen to it because the, the picture has her 
looking sexy. Like you'd I just, be surprised. I'll bet. I I can't. There was the there was a Family Guy episode. I remember this. I love this clip. It was Britney Spears? That's how because Family Guy's back then. And he's Peter's watching it, and she's like shaking her ass and singing. And he's like, he's watching the TV, and he has this little monologue where he goes like, "What is this? Like, what do you want from me? You want to date me? You want me to like buy your thing? But you, but I'm just looking at you. Should I just keep looking at you? I don't want to buy the record because <laughs> right? I'm looking at. He goes with this diatribe, and I'm like, dude, that's what I don't understand about it. Yeah. Sex to me is like sex can sell sex. But sex sells music, and it does. Like, who's it the totally gu- does? Who's the guy to, to invoke her once more? Who's the guy who's like into Taylor Swift enough to buy the records to listen to the songs? I mean, he's probably gay, right? Or is there really that guy who's like, no, I'm looking at the album cover and I love. I'm so in, but that's gonna make no, me want to listen to the yeah. song. No fucking way, dude. Well, I think what it is is you see the. You know, the attractive image, whether it's yeah. just uh, you happen to have a, a very nice aesthetic or purposely made somehow sexual erotic. Sure. And that just... And that plants the seed. The seed, okay. And then you get exposed. It's just yeah. like watering And then the they sea. keep feeding you the, the riffs. And then it happens. And then you're <laughs> like, oh, this yeah. actually... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like a few of her songs. Could I name sure. a single one? Actually, no. But when I've heard Trouble. it, I was like, oh, I get I, it. I know Trouble. I love that song. I, I don't, don't know any of them. But I know that if I hear it and I see her face by it, it's really good. Oh yeah, right. It's fucking good, man. It's 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 well put together. She's good. She's got good songs. Those records are real good. I I, the the shit I was talking of, just like I think she has it easier. Everybody says how hard she's working, and she is working hard. I shouldn't give her too much shit. Sure, but I think she has it easier. Money to help her career kick off also helps. Right. I mean, but all the variables are in place. Well, you're you're talented, you're attractive, and you're hardworking. Yep. That'll get then you, you got it all. Yeah. The money up front did really you, helps. Did you know Trent Reznor too? Correct. I see. I that was a thing I, a couple years mm-hmm. ago. You know about his like that. his early Ohio uh, new wave. Oh no! TV I didn't know that. performances. No, long but, before Nine Inch Nails. But I know I was like in some warehouse or something, mm-hmm. and I looked up, and the, the air duct says Reznor on it, and yeah. I went like Reznor, like Trent Reznor, and I was like, yeah, dude, that's how that's, that's how his he got family. Funded. Yes, he yeah. has this family's rich that the Reznor family, and yeah. that's they paid for everything. And I'm like, what? We do. And fortunately <laughs> for them, it paid off. It's like somebody was. Whereas you know, like me, and I regret none of the money I've spent over the years on producing my own music and other music. Oh, none of it. Maybe none. a little. Okay. No, I regret having to endure certain experiences. Sure, but the product, the actual music, but the was end worth... game of yeah. the music getting released, what everyone else will call a product. Yeah, that's my art. every time was so that's good. I mean, you have little remorse in that regard. That's good. Correct. No, that's I, I, good, I, I wish uh, healthier relationships had been available. Daniel. But that's but that's a woulda coulda water yeah. under the bridge under, yeah. at this point. But what I've been able to release of the music I have written and made with other people and they have written and made with me, mm-hmm. that I'll never regret. That's fantastic. You know, because well, I mean, there are times where, and I hate to say it, and, I, and I've talked about this with countless people over the years. I'm going to sound like a raging asshole, but I'm not. My favorite music is mine because oh, I have the yeah. sounds in my head yeah. that nobody else has done yet. Now I adore I adore a lot of what you've done. Yeah. I adore Eat the Sun. I adore Tool. I adore Mashuga. I adore, yeah, I adore, I adore, I adore across yeah. the menu. Yeah. But nobody has done the things that have been in my heart and head, and I got to do them with people. And even if you don't like it, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. But you love it. I love it. Dude, see that that's so fucking cool. And it's it's very 
synonymous. I always say that too. I always say yeah. to people, if sometimes people give me shit, if they catch me or know, or I talk about listening to my own records and I'll say the same thing. I love my own records. And I go like, the whole reason I made the, re- I make records that I want to listen to. That's why I'm making them. Yeah. Like it, what I want to listen to doesn't exist. So I'm going to make it. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I so identify with that point you're making yeah. there. You know what I find really weird too, on a different level, um, reaction videos. Have you seen these like the Lost in yeah, Vegas guys, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Reaction to like two girls in one cup. You and... know what I call that? Pardon me? <laughs> I was going with music. <laughs> oh, okay. You're reaction. going with weird. Well, that's most of the reaction videos I saw were like things like that. <laughs> like, I'm reacting to this We've crazy- led very different lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, re- well, so wait, maybe again, the reaction video is like yeah. a video of somebody watching another video. Right. So that's why they'd show them two girls in one cup because the part when everybody pukes, they'd start puking. And, and that then would they be the- are told it's yeah, not like, the oh, thing you think it is. No. Even though, yeah, it's a well-sold video and I get that. Yeah. But I- I'm talking more like the Lost Vegas guys where they listen to music they had never heard before. Okay. And they're giving their honest responses to it. Oh. And the thing I like, and you know, judge again as you choose to, but it's it's two black dudes, very smart, very articulate, who grew up listening mostly to R and B, hip hop, la la. Yeah. But they did. They went down this long rabbit hole of metal. Okay. So so imagine never having really heard metal outside of like ACDC. Yeah. Until radio this shit. point, where you're gonna get bombarded with Slayer and Meshuggah and Slipknot and blah, 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 down the line. Yeah. And they just, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, however it is. I call that my freshman and sophomore years of college. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, I could have gotten paid to do that. To rip bongs with my buddies and yeah. talk about, about music. Metal. Like going, Mike, you've never heard this band before. Yeah. Yeah, we used to Check do that. Check them out. We and then you just do the, the same. And we're putting it in our tape decks and our yeah. CD players and yeah, our man. record players and just going, Oh, yeah. mind blown again and again or no nah, I don't really like it but it's still no, cool and I'm I definitely remember my friend it. Bill giving me that first Pantera CD and I totally. was like fuck yeah and then he I remember him I think he suggested or he at least he offered Slayer or like suggested it like you might like mm-hmm. Slayer better and I listened to Slayer I'm like no Pantera Pantera's yeah. like fucking way I still say to this day Slayer's like cool but Pantera dude yeah. Far oh. Beyond Driven was my favorite of them all Yes, Far Beyond Driven is the best. That's my favorite as well. Because that's when Phil that's was starting. That's the only one I really yeah. know that well, to be honest. Yeah. I know them all. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to get hate because I already get hate for his. Yeah. Cemetery Gates, I could care less about that album, uh, whatever it's called. Okay. It's called Cemetery, Cemetery Gates. Gates anyway. I don't know. Um, but Far Beyond Driven, Vulgar was great. But Far Beyond yeah, Driven, Vulgar, I like a lot kind of because A, the riffs and music are sick. Yeah, the production on that is sick, dude. But also- that's when Phil was really getting honest. Uh, wait, he didn't even really know what he was lyrically saying. Lyrically, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, look, I can even fucking tell their lyrics, dude. And then after that, I was just like, okay, you're just kind of regurgitating the path you've been on and yeah. nobody likes you in the band anymore, but you got music to come out. And then obviously things changed dramatically. Yeah. yeah. But Far Beyond Driven Man, that... Oh. Fuck Yeah. That's I a great just, album. I can punch my own face. That kind of taught that. me what metal was, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I knew like early Metallica and I still love early Metallica, sure. but I think Pantera is the one that was like- They turned the corner. It's another one of these, dude, in a very different way of putting that Yes record on. It, yeah. there, there's a moment of me sitting in my basement now in high school putting that, I th- see CD that my friend mm-hmm. Bill get and my jaw hitting the floor. Like I never really heard anything like that yeah. fucking heavy. This is the perfect thing of this. Yeah. And this I was is like, the that is metal. Yeah. yeah. I love and then it. when I heard Meshuggah. Oh yeah. Dude, Meshuggah kind of like, I saw them live once too. They, they kind of like just, I think capped that. That was like, they started gent. 
Pretty you know, much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But man, they do a perfect. I just remember hearing the first time. And now I'm, I'm as a huge metal fan. Yeah. I typically don't like a lot of metal that I, new metal to me. Yeah. Metal that is new to me. Sure. The first sure. time I hear it. Yeah. And this I was just immediately caught. Yeah. What is happening? They and I also knew too. that that production was trash. Because how is it that the Ramones sounded way better than Destroy, Race, Improve production-wise? Yeah. Well, there's yeah, a reason, yeah. obviously. Right. But I was just like, ooh, nobody thinks like this. Yeah. No, they're badass. They are. They're still around. For that world, you All know? Right. I, dude, I think we got to cap it because I got to Very good. It's usually what happens. <laughs> it, we did an hour and a half, though, which oh, is a we? great Holy hour crap. and a half, my friend. Right. It felt dude, like 10 minutes to me. Great conversation. Always good Thank to see you, so buddy. Thank you so much for coming. Give me a hug. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.